Warning, today's podcast clocks in at more than two hours, and it's about a parking garage. It's the Mickey and Friends Parking Structure with Nick Weiger on podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast the Ride, a theme park podcast hosted by three members of an unsuccessful barbershop quartet. Joining me as always, Jason Sheridan. Hi. And Scott Gardner. Hey, that's right. Uh, and that that uh, real mean diss was written by our guest today. Uh, you know him as a writer from Comedy Bang Bang and At Midnight and from the podcast Doughboys. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nick Weiger. Friends, that's why I'm known. As the successor to the Roastmaster General. <laughs> when Jeff Ross hangs it up, I'll be assuming his mantle, wearing his uh, Generalissimo outfit or whatever, whatever yeah, get up yeah. he's got. Spangly costume. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll eventually uh, grow to be able to fit into it perfectly. Off to the race, off to off to the war. <laughs> a real, a real thrill to be here, guys. Hey, really, hey, really enjoying the show. You're here, thrill to uh, have you. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we had you on second of your. We we've had Mitch on right. already, and I don't know why we didn't have the like. Uh, in, informed person with a lot of uh, uh, theme park uh, opinions. Uh, I don't know why you weren't first. But, yeah. Uh, well, I think you really, though, like I understood that you wanted to hear from Mitch uh, on the episode he was on discussing Disney World in Florida versus Disneyland right. out here in California. I understand you wanted to get his trenchant insights like... <laughs> Disneyland's bad, <laughs> and Disney World's so much better. So he, he pointed out that Disneyland is is small. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. good to think okay. about. And it's, uh, it's bigger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. there's more of it. We've also like 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 we've we've all talked uh, about uh, theme park issues with, with you guys, and you bring up uh, right. theme park stuff on the on the show sometimes. And I I feel like your your opinions kind of. Uh, I don't know. They they fall in line with how you guys are on the show. Where Mitch is this like a uh, uh, kind of populist, distrusting immediately. Like he hate, he hates IP. It right. falls in with him hating the new. But Star if the, Wars. but the IP if the IP was when he was a kid, it's fine. That's what it yeah. is. It has to fall within that sweet spot of like having having come out between like 1980 and like 1997. And if like it's in that range, if it's in the, the those two the final two decades of the 20th century, it's good. Uh, <laughs> Outside of that, it's bad. Sure, right. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, like, and I don't want to just turn this into a proxy, you know, sort of doughboy spat without my co-host here. But no, I, that's I do, fine. I do <laughs> think that <laughs> I do think that uh, it's uh, it, it's interesting. The resistance, I, I get it, but but some I noticed there's some sort of some resistance towards you know I, the big one. I feel like recently is. Tower of Terror retrofitting that Tower of Terror, Terror out here in, in LA retrofitting that as the Guardians of the Galaxy mm -hmm. ride um, and you know I, I get some hostility towards that because you have like this one, this version that exists that you're familiar with and and then it gets replaced by this thing that was just like basically because it was a popular movie that came out in the past 10 years um, but I mean I think like if you actually take it on its merits the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is 
good, right? Like it's we really like fun. It. It is it's good, a good yes. ride. Really well received. That animatronic is like yeah. one of the best animatronics in a long time. It's really good. And then Mitch just hates it without ever having been on it. Like he just <laughs> he says it's bad. And then if someone else has like written it and says it's bad, he's like they're right. And if someone's like that's actually pretty good, he's like what are you talking about? Like it's it's maddening. To have try to have a discussion arguments. with them, and that's a weird one because like uh, Tony, longtime uh, Imagineer Tony Baxter, who like helped uh, build both Tower of Terrors, is like, mm-hmm. yeah, the the California Adventure one was okay, but he right. was like totally fine with them redoing it because and, it's missing like the main. What and, were you gonna? Well, I was gonna say, and funny enough, we're pretty sure we we met him right after he rode the Guardians of the Galaxy ride for the first time. Oh, yes, yeah. right. Wow, all three of us. All together. three so of we us. Were three, this is before the podcast. This is like this is early last year. We were walking between Disneyland and Disney World. Uh, excuse me, just uh, California Adventure. Uh, and we saw Tony Baxter, and I was looking at my phone, and Scott goes, "Oh my God, it's Tony Baxter!" Which the of most course, mild mannered. <laughs> we can, yeah. we right. can all. It was kind of our code when we all met. Like, oh, you're all we're, we're all theme park fans, apparently. Yeah. You know, so and you start talking about Tony Baxter right away. He's one of the like code. That's like he's, one of your ways in if you really yeah. are into this. He's stuff. like he Got did it. Star Tours. He did Indiana Jones. He did Figment in Florida. He okay. did. He's done some uh, Disneyland yeah. Paris, Big Thunder Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain. Like, like this is a major yeah. heavyweight in the Imagineering, akin to maybe. This probably isn't perfect, but akin to like a Steven Spielberg. It's kind of like, oh, this guy's had this degree of influence on his field. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I yeah. think that tracks. Yeah, and hits. the timing works. Guys, it makes hits. hits. Yeah. Yeah, also yeah. similar to that, that Mike, that you would like recognize a, a deep comic book artist on sure. site, which a lot of people who've even read his work wouldn't like know what he yeah, looks like. But right. we know the iconic right. Tony Baxter mustache <laughs> yeah. from yeah. a mile away. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he had just ridden the ride. Uh, and we were walking, we were like, oh, excuse me, we're we're big fans of you. And he like, he's like, well, did you did you ride it? And he pointed at the <laughs> pointed at, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he gave it the big thumbs up. Oh, there yeah. you go. And like, not and obviously he wasn't gonna be like, oh, fucking IP man, like right, fucking yeah. rocket raccoon. Right. <laughs> but still, his, he seems his to legitimately. His thing with it was was my opinion too, because the version in Florida is a little taller, but also there's a sequence in Florida that they never replicated anywhere else where the uh, elevator leaves the elevator shaft and pushes forward down the hallway. It's unbelievable. Through a giant recreation of the Twilight Zone opening credits. Oh my God. It's so cool. Yeah. And such a letdown when you go on this one and it doesn't have that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know about that. I just assumed it was taller. It's not. Is it taller? Maybe a little, a little bit. It's taller, taller too. The whole oh, yeah. queue and the whole line is like you walk up and there's a like there's all this like green like shrubs and like, like it really sets shrubs. the mood very well. Yeah, and wow. then like at the end too, like there's a there's a show scene at the end when you come down and there's like the puppet from Twilight Zone at the end and like there's a whole little room as you're like pulling back that's not in this version. This one just like pops you in, gets you up and down, and it sucks compared comparatively. It's still a good fun ride that I right. liked, but. It, when you're like comparing it to that, Jesus, this is that's the crazy. thing. This is the hill that Mitch is dying. <laughs> on. Lesser? Did he even like the Twilight Zone, the Tower of Terror, to begin with, or is it just the idea, the the awful notion that the new Guardians, because they are new, that right. they're in the theme park? Well, I, also I think the, that's what it is. There's also yeah. a notion like no one cares about these characters, and then like some people say that on message boards too, and it's like that. The numbers really tell you otherwise. Yeah, like, it's not true at all. Movies are very mm-hmm. popular. Kids like these movies a lot. Well, so and like, in Florida, they're you know yeah they're taking these characters and nobody cares about and, and uh, you know 
get kicking out, uh, you know, Ellen and Bill Nye. How dare that? Like another thing you need to fight for. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an odd. I yeah, I'm all. For, I, I I there's a lot of. I don't I don't even like Marvel movies. I'm not even sure where I land on the new Star Wars movies. But like in the parks, all bets are off. Yeah, Let's get it all in. There. We're all it's pretty progressive. Yeah, we're all pretty progressive when it comes to like changes at right. the park. I feel like you know we're we're not conservative. We're not stodgy conservatives. Well, for me, it's like. And I appreciate that perspective because you guys very easily could be, you know, cranks and it would still sort of, I mean, there's a world where you guys are theme park cranks and you don't want anything to change. Mm -hmm. But I I think like for me, the big, the big factor in towards what Scott was saying, because I'm not someone who sees every Marvel movie and the ones I see are generally like, like, you know, check out Ant-Man. I'm like. All right, you know, yeah, that got the job done. Like, I don't, I don't have like a, I'm not, I don't have this ecstatic reaction to uh, seeing Thanos or whatever. Like, I don't care that much. But I understand these movies are, you know, important to some people. And I also, for me, the big proof of concept for this sort of theming can result in a great uh, park attraction is Cars Land. Yes, one of my absolutely. favorites and yeah. the cars movies are not great like they're right. fine i think i don't think i'd go any higher than fine mm-hmm. um would you I'm, go all the way into like bad terrible are you mad at them uh no they don't suck mm-hmm. they're just like they're but you know i'm not gonna go full lights camera jackson and say that's pixar at its <laughs> best you know that's they're they're fine they're probably towards the 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 low end of Pixar's output. They're like they're not yeah. that great. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, they're not the good dinosaur, but they're not great. Oh man. <laughs> Don't get me started. I could do an hour on the good dinosaur. Yikes. <laughs> but, um, not till they open the land. Yeah. I mean, the good dinosaur land could be fine. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean like yeah, put more Marvel uh, shit in the the park. I don't care. If that's sure. what triggers great new attractions. And I agree. I think it I think you'd be really hard pressed to find somebody who doesn't like Cars Land. That's right. that's an incredible addition and uh uh Yes, yeah, so just some of the most the best like immersive theming and rock work and gives you that Route sixty six vibe and uh yeah you can like a vibe from a movie without liking the movie sure. yeah uh, absolutely yeah. yeah the aesthetic is great for a theme park it, it just really really works well for something that, that you're going to inhabit I, I had one thing on Tower Tower of Terror real quick the the because I've only been on the L A version now I'm very excited to try the Florida version to see this this extra uh, leg that that Jason mentioned but. So uh, do they do they still in its most recent because I can't remember the last time I wrote it before it got converted. Do They still have a moment where like a bellhop would give a little orientation in the lobby. They sort of in like the give lobby a, yeah, or give, there was a point where a bellhop would sort of give a little speech of like, you know, like, welcome to the Tower of Terror. This is a this is a tower of mystery and grandeur where any like oh. there was like a little live action. Huh. I don't moment. I don't recall that. Um, this so maybe this was something because I this this w- would have been an early a visit in the very early two thousands when right. I observed this, but I, I think they they later took it out uh, because it was a moment I remember that really took me out of the Disney experience because the performer was so awful. <laughs> like it was this woman who was had been cast as a bellhop, and she was supposed to talk about this spooky corridor where you know. Uh, whatever, where the, the rules of, of science do not apply and where you might f- meet an untimely end. But she's delivering it like, like 
this is the Tower of Terror. That's really tipping a yeah. lot of what's about to happen. <laughs> right, 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 right. And she was really like, it was just, it was just the worst, like most stilted delivery to the point where I was like, how did you get this job? Like, why are you here? Why aren't you a, a cashier over at the <laughs> like next to the A Bug's Life like stage show? Like, why is why is this your job in Disney parks? Yeah, yeah. That's very odd because the cast member interaction I associate with Tower of Terror is like once they make sure you're buckled in and the door is closing yeah like the uh i think they kind of give them the freedom to have some fun with it okay. uh, of like sometimes they'll go like your room's already sleep well or like some people some people will get really into character other people will just be like enjoy your stay you know like uh uh and and not really do a big thing about it but the right. ones who are really into it like really would go into it like yeah. haunted mansion it's a good area yeah of fun and get somebody with a lot of personality but, but yeah how do you end up with this flat person but you do right. get a lot of duds yeah uh, you oh, do sure. get a lot of duds on haunted mansion you get a lot of duds at tower of terror where people just kind of brush that i mean this sounds like it's just like she was reaching and didn't get it yeah she yeah, yeah she was she was trying but she didn't have the chops to pull it off yeah yeah the but, the other thing the uh the speaking on the the bellhop uh, who has a little bit of of creative liberty the last time I rode the actual Tower of Terror, um, I was with my wife, and uh, the uh, uh, so like you you finish the ride, and then the doors open at the end, and our bellhop attendant had like was crouched down, and then so when the doors opened, he jumped up and went ah, and gave us like an extra scare, and everyone loved it. That's great, that's yeah, great. that's fantastic. I've had that happen, I think once, and yes, yeah. it's delightful. It's great when you get because I do think at these parks you get. Like there's an extra, you can get an extra bit of magic by the cast member doing something fun. And like that, there was a time when the stormtrooper, I'll never forget it, was a guy dressed as a stormtrooper. I, I felt like a, a guy grabbed my arm aggressively. I turned around, it was a stormtrooper in line of Star Tours. Wow. And then like there was a kid there and he was trying to cut the line and he like booted the kid like softly with his foot to get him out of like out of the line i it's we all like we're delight we're delighted <laughs> it's crazy how that does that is such a big deal right having like a college student try a little bit right right <laughs> like, <yeah>. that sort of <laughs> well, like that's that is a big big deal and yeah you can really it can really bring it down when there's they're not this, uh, doing it. There's this great uh, uh, in, <laughs> thing I recommend to anybody going to Las Vegas, where uh, there's a there's in the M M&M and M store on the Strip. There is a, a 3D movie that was made only for that specific location with the like the the uh, 90s. Uh, CGI red and yellow. The uh, uh, I, I don't know. I never met the guy. Oh right, <laughs> he does exist uh, uh, the, the, from the Christmas ads. But they like there's a little like adventure of them in Las Vegas in a, in a 3D movie. And the the in to get into it is like a you're in an M&M's laboratory, and at the beginning a really nonplussed high school student in an ill-fitting lab coat says like Welcome to the M&M's laboratory. I am the professor. <laughs> <laughs> I've been that's twice great. now here. Like, but the two is that extra or flat. is that free? That's just free. Anybody oh, wow. on the strip, especially. Oh, my God. oh man, get a couple drinks and wander into the M and M's 3D movie. It's like packed every time, but right. I still feel like I I was shocked when I ran into. It. What do you mean? There's a 3D movie up here, uh, and then like you know, bad stilted interaction with like Red. What are you doing, Red? Get out of there, Red. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's something else. So he's acting against the 
pre-recorded film for a little bit oh, there's some great. like machine that they get sucked into and then you move into their adventure like oh i think i think uh, i think one of them loses their m and that's the plot <laughs> of it and then and, but then the solution at the end ends up being uh, all the minis who all like form giant objects together a right. la the fish in finding nemo like they all work as nanobots wow. in tandem and rescue the m from some scary factory check it out wow. uh, i got to see day. this. Yeah. 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 In like three years, we're just going to dissect the M&M store. Yeah. When we're really. <laughs> when we are cranks. <laughs> we are unpleasant cranks. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, well, let's. Well, we should talk a little more about your, your theme park uh, history. You're right. a Cal- you're Southern California native. What'd you, what'd you like uh, growing up? Yeah. So uh, from uh, Lakewood, California, which is a suburb of Long Beach, California, a little better known. Uh, and that's the city in which I went to middle school and high school. And we had. Uh, the the orchestras and bands I played in at school, mm-hmm. uh, Charles Evans Hughes Middle School in Long Beach and Long Beach Polytechnic High School would sometimes make uh, trips to Disneyland to play in the what is what is that uh, the the um, uh, Carnation Plaza is that what it's called? Yeah. Maybe it's not yeah. called Carnation Plaza. Uh, Gardens. Little bandstand think, right? on yeah. right, Main right. Street, although has that now become part of this like, little fantasy land uh, yeah. offshoot? Is that fantasy land okay. fair? Is that what they call that now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, right. but a real, like kind of outside the castle. Yeah, it used play. to be associated with the Carnation Company, and, and you would go, it'd be near where they, they sell the ice cream, and we'd, we'd do a little orchestra show, or uh, when I was in marching band, and boy, you know what? I guess I don't remember ever actually marching, but we must have. What? Why else would we be there? So we must have done. We must have been involved in a parade in some capacity. Um, but so, like, yeah, I made a lot of outside of just just going a lot with my family because we were close by, and it you know it was like a twenty five minute drive, and it was it was uh, you know probably about an annual thing. I probably I'd go an additional time most years just for some band trip and we'd also go to uh six flags magic mountain but that was usually just like a fun thing a fun activity for the band um Not so gig. yeah you're right but i <laughs> but but pretty early on you know like at tw- at age 12 i was in the backstage and i was seeing you know i remember seeing merlin smoking a cigarette and i was just like wow this is really this is crazy to see behind the scenes at disneyland at, at an age where i'm young enough where i don't you know, I, 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 I understand that this is like a show, but I'm also like not quite an adult where I, you know, like I, I fully grasp until I see it that, oh, these are just people kind of doing a job, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, and so, so a lot of trips there. Uh, I was very, very like you guys. I was very scared of... Thrill rides. Um, unlike you guys, I grew out of it. <laughs> I, I want to set the record straight because I, yeah, I also grew out of it at some point, and I will pretty much ride anything. All right, as, tough guy. Okay. As long as I, right. as long as it's not a standing up thing, because I've ridden some standing up roller coasters, and they are not made for men of a five one height. Like, <laughs> I, they either hurt my shoulders right. or my dick. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember I, I went to Disney World when I was a kid, kind of all over the place here, but w- when I was like, even though we went to Disneyland a lot, we uh, we did take a family trip to Disney World when, when I was eight, uh, where I remember crying on their Big Thunder Mountain equivalent. They have a Big Thunder Mountain there, right? Yeah. It's Big Thunder, yeah. Yeah, they were crying on their Big Thunder, and that, that kind of scared me off of thrill rides for a bit, and then I... I, I 
got back on that horse eventually. I think due to peer pressure yes. at Six Flags Magic Mountain, um, some classmates cajoling me got me to ride Colossus, a wooden coaster there, uh, at age eleven or twelve. And from that point on, I've I've, I've enjoyed the role. I've enjoyed the coasters. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then a lot of time spent at. Uh, the, probably the, the the amusement park I've been to the most. It, it might honestly be Disneyland at this point, but but at some point in my life, I just racked up so many trips to Wild Rivers, which oh. is a now closed theme park. Um, Raging Waters is the other big Southern California water park, uh, and that was the one that's in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. They they go oh. down the slide with Napoleon. Um, that's the one in San Dimas, <laughs> California. And uh, but Wild Rivers was like the one in Irvine. And I went. Did you ever go there, Scott? No, I, I did not. I'm trying to pick. I, that, I think that's where is that where the uh, Irvine Meadows is? Yeah, now? It's, yeah. And there was also like a safari park. Around yeah, there was. Yeah, that that the, I, there was. There weren't. I don't know if they were of the same ownership, but it was the same general area. Mm-hmm. And so I went there a lot for just when just day camps, like Cub Scout day camp, or ah. just oh, like sure. you know whatever those those camps are that they that parents drop off their kids during the summer just so they don't have to take mm-hmm. care of them. Mm-hmm. I was in like I was in those like constantly. Like school would end, and then it was like in a day camp for the entire summer uh-huh. um, just to get out of my parents way I, I guess actually they were probably working is what it was they were they, <laughs> right. they had yeah. jobs to go to good. and um, this was a functional daycare but, but not always at wild rivers not always at wild rivers but it was like a very frequent trip like oh we're taking this this is a cheap you know whatever like it costs eight dollars per kid to get them in <laughs> yeah. and i remember we'd pack lunches to go there we'd have a sack lunch that we'd eat and then we just ride we just go on water slides all day so you didn't there wasn't some educational onus you know uh, you could just run around okay. no yeah pretty much i mean i remember being herded a little bit but beyond that it was just a way to keep kids occupied mm-hmm. for you know yeah. six to eight hours Everybody in the in the uh, the unified shirts. Were you all some like uh, some particular monkey? Were you? Uh, we must have been. Or, uh... Yeah, we must have been. We must have had whatever that camp shirt. What? What the? Hell? I can't even remember the name of the camp now. Huh. Um, but yeah, we we must have we must have had something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, like I don't remember that this is a this is a little bit of a of a tangent, but you know, something of a of a doughy kid. But I don't remember there being a big shirt on swimming contingent at that point. Um, yeah. There was still like I because I, I do remember being shirtless there and feeling a little <laughs> embarrassed. Uh, but yeah, that's tough. And right? You said like wait or, or like middle school? Uh, this was younger than that. This oh, okay. was this was this was as a preteen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we went to Wild Rivers, but I had a weird. Th- this is a thing I'm just remembering. I told for whatever reason. I guess I thought it would be a funny story to tell my parents, uh, but I, <laughs> I I made up a baseless lie about this kid Matt. There's this ride at Wild Rivers called the Python, which is this this like kind of crazy water slide. Um, it wasn't. I think the craziest one was a cobra, and the Python was like the Cobra Junior. And so I, I told my parents that this kid, Matt, like he loved the python and he wouldn't stop riding the python. <laughs> and all day he'd ride the python and then just run back up the stairs and ride it again on a continuous loop. And they lo- they, lo- they thought it was so funny. <laughs> I think they told Matt's parents about it. <laughs> and then wow. I, I thought back and I was like, why did I come up with that? And why did that? Why would did that resonate as like a good story? I have no idea. When this began, I was worried you were going to say that Matt was a lifeguard or something who touched you inappropriately. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. no it wasn't even. It was, that was the thing. It was like a total white lie. It was just like why? Like this is a harmless 
thing, but also completely untrue. Like, why did I say it? Maybe there was an mm-hmm. element of truth. Maybe he said it was his favorite ride at some point and I exaggerated. I don't even remember it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was weird. My actual childhood was just doing that for real, for rides. <laughs> like, that was the reality my parents lived with. There was some... I can't remember what it was now, but I just remember there was one night, if it was... If it was a water slide connected to like a big uh, themed hotel pool or if it was something in it, it would have had to have been something in Florida where my brother and I would just get off and our parents were just like, you know, on a bench close by or something because they didn't really want to ride it or they had ridden it enough. And we would just do the like, we're going again and just go again because <laughs> right. uh, every now and then like the florida parks like uh, uh if you stay at the disney hotels like hotel guests get an extra either hour or so in the morning or hour and so at night That's so every amazing. now and then it's like really empty like the whole park right um and i i'm sure it was something like that and i can't remember what it was now i uh i stayed at the the disneyland hotel and they have this really cool water slide that like kind of looks like the old school monorail yeah. setup, uh, uh but with a water slide inside it and i i did it over and over you could not get me out of there uh uh but then i had to go uh, because my wife said we had to go because the wedding <laughs> we were going to was in 20 minutes this was five years ago and i was at the wedding with very wet hair. I don't know why I didn't then use a hair dryer to uh, fix this, right. but uh, she's still mad about that one. Uh, apologies I, to David Love for uh, uh, being uh, uh, such a slob at your wedding. I, I did that same thing two years ago. <laughs> did not have a wedding to go to. Did not. I just row that slide a bunch because no one else was there. Lucky you. We, uh, I didn't have adult uh, uh, obligations. obligations. Yeah. Yeah. The three of us all have. I have a story. It was very late at the park, and I was there with my mom and sister and they were going to let us ride star tours because no one was in line and they were going to just let us do it and my sister got sick like on the second time and i was so mad at her because we had to get off like so like i think there's something common here that we would all ride these things for infinity <laughs> like we would all we were worried yeah. so your story about about the python we would all we we're all guys that would ride the python forever <laughs> yeah it's yeah. plausible that that that's like it's like i didn't it didn't even need to be made up because i probably there probably just right. was another kid i could have just said that about i don't know i don't know where it came from it also in talking to people who've been listening to this podcast a little bit a big common thing seems to be trying to break the record on these rides oh, or trying to yeah, i, I oh, did yeah. this 18 times i uh uh um yeah my friend perry was touting his dudley do right uh, ripsaw falls record i couldn't I tell you the accuracy they probably tell kids every day you just broke the record because <laughs> the records are not being kept um, right so uh and there and if it's next to water it's impossible to keep the records uh, uh so um uh well i mean my my favorite like family story of like redoing stuff a bunch and i may have told i can't remember if i told this before on the show i i do want to make my dad call in and tell it because he tells it uh a very long a longer version a very funny way uh there used to be like this immersive comedy club in pleasure island in florida which was like a district of nightclubs disney had in the early (laughs) to mid 90s and there was a place called the adventurers club okay which was like themed to a early 20th century like explorers club and there right. was there was loosely scripted but mostly improvised like should there be a different show in the library and then in the study and then in the bar and there was a giant animatronic uh, uh like totem that would talk to people and there was a night where i made my dad get up 
and do the bit with the totem because they gave you a pin. They gave you an Adventure Club pin that you couldn't buy. And I'm like, you got to get me that pin. <laughs> but then we came out like as it was closing and it wasn't a place I could go to alone like because it's an it was an like at a certain point they're like, you have to have a parent with you here. It is a nightclub district. And we came out and there was like an electrical storm going on and the bus stopped back to the hotel was like two and a half blocks away. Oh, yeah. So we're running through like thunder storms is like terrifying lightning is going above us and just like walking walk back into the hotel and they're just laughing at us in the lobby <laughs> like the people working the front desk and that pin is a potential conductor of lightning so yes it really sure right. is yeah <laughs> you have it still yeah absolutely yeah oh yeah wonderful bring it uh, on the uh, show uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll refer to it. <laughs> being able yeah. to kind of clink it around on the mic the uh, uh, the summer that reminds me the summer we went to Disney World my, my our family went to Wiz, Disney World and it was just like I I, I had never really exp- I mean it it rains out at Disneyland but it's not like I guess as common as it is in Florida and so there was like a torrential downpour and so we had we basically were in a situation where we had to get ponchos and I remember I was very excited to get a uh, a Dick Tracy rain slicker. All it was, right, it is famous. There was one yeah. the, Dick, the Warren Beatty Dick Tracy movie was in theaters and. Um, it was like a you know like like his like his famous yellow raincoat except it was in poncho form and then it had Dick Tracy written on the back and and his silhouette and uh, I was so excited to wear it and I wore it like you know <laughs> the, for for the all, all the rain that was going on and then when it was back to school time I still had this Dick Tracy poncho but it was like Dick Tracy wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> and so I remember wearing this Dick Tracy poncho while it was raining, but just leaning a- against a tree so no one would see the Dick Tracy logo on the back. And they just thought I was wearing a plain yellow poncho. It's, yeah. like, it's like a giant logo with him looking at the watch. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, like exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Impossible to hide. There would have been there would have been a pretty tiny window when Dick Tracy was cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, no, cuz I remember when the McDonald's promotion was going on. That was, was fun. Like, that was fun. Yeah. And but that was it. I once the McDonald's promotion was over, I feel like no one cared anymore. That was either the first or second movie I saw in theaters was wow. Dick Tracy. Really? Good one. Which is kind of horrific. Some there's some weird stuff in that movie. Lips manless getting uh, <laughs> the bath. Is so oh, with, yeah. they have so they they this this guy and they've all got grotesque makeup which is horrifying in and of itself but uh, lips manless is killed very early on and the way they kill him is he, he's like he's very scared he's like not the bath big boy not the bath like he's like very <laughs> afraid of ki- of dying and then they just cover him with cement this is what's called the mm-hmm. bath uh, like they put him in a crate and they cover him with cement uh, alive and then they throw him into a river. And it's just like this is wow, very yeah. early on in the in the movie, and it's super grim. It's like something that would be in like you know Donnie Brasco. It's just it's it's very. I'm pretty brutal. sure I then like made my action figures take the bath. <laughs> I, I, I incorporated that into my childlike fun play <laughs> with, with Play-Doh, with like Play-Doh or sand or something. <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, so so Nick, uh, yes. When we're doing theme parks, right? Like, we're t- we're three guys who, when we were kids, we were like dreaming of them. Did you have like kind of an obsession with them, or was it just some fun mm. thing you did once in a while? Uh, I would say more towards the latter. It wasn't a thing I was thinking about all the time. I certainly had some some great memories and some great days spent there uh but maybe because i went with some frequency that the ma- i got kind of got numb to the magic a little bit and right. so it wasn't a thing i was i was constantly daydreaming about mm-hmm. right right yeah. 
Uh, so just a regular uh, yeah. type of attachment. Uh, a, a regular a, kid. I, I, I think I was more I was more interested in video games and sure. than 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 theme parks. That's by the way the normal reaction. Sure. That's a normal right, human yeah. reaction to be like, oh, that's fun to go to once in a while. Uh, as opposed to me or uh, you guys who would see the stock report come in and there was a picture of all the balloons on Main Street and I used to just sit there dreaming about <laughs> owning a bunch of balloons. <laughs> like those did the Mickey ear balloons. Like it's so vivid in my mind of like, wow, they're all the different colors. Mm-hmm, wow. mm-hmm. Will I get to see Disney Afternoon Avenue a second time <laughs> while it's open? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, God, pretty uh, pretty fixed. What do you, what's, your, what's your deal these days? Do you do it often? Yeah, I mean, I went to Disneyland last year with some coworkers after a job that had ended, and that was kind of just like a fun work thing. But, it, you know, I, I definitely like the adult theme park experience. I think the adult theme park experience has gotten better, especially, yeah. I think, with there's more... There, there are more grown-up beverages, you know, like there's more like nice places to get a drink, yeah. um, not just like cheap beer if, if, you, if you're into alcohol. And, and also, I feel like... Um, I, I don't know. I feel like this is just because the attractions have gotten better. It's like you can still you like like the you know you can you still have the nostalgic appreciation for the these old ones that you went to as a kid. Uh, your Pirates of the Caribbeans and and your Matterhorns and what have you. But like the like the new attractions coming in and being sleeker. It's like it's something that you can go and still be kind of impressed by. You know, you don't have to just be a kid to to be wowed by something. You still can kind of like we were talking about with Guardians of the Galaxy. You still see this these. Uh, the new tech that's being shown off there and, and be like, oh, this is pretty cool. That's a lot of it for me and why I don't really care what the IP or characters are. Like, it, like right. no matter what, it's a display of some insane, often like military-grade technology <laughs> that when would, like, why would you get to experience this yeah. as a civilian? That's that's kind of, like, that's sort of true throughout, right? Like, we, like uh, uh, I mean, certainly, like, flight simulators comes from the, the that, that came out of military technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, like uh, simulators. Area 51. Right. Star Tours, probably out of simulator technology. It's just like the same. It's just like simulating. And then, of course, Mission Space in Epcot, which is literally simulating going in to space, which is why it killed a couple people, <laughs> because going into because space is very hard yeah, on your exactly. body. That's not a thing you should be doing. You should not eat a cinnamon roll underneath <laughs> Spaceship Earth, uh, drink a big uh, sugary coffee drink, and then experience a few G-forces. Not Spaceship <laughs> Earth, Mission Space. No, no, no. No, I you, said you're oh, eating oh, oh, I see, beforehand. I see. You get right. the cinnamon roll first. Go to first. the entryway. I yeah. thought you were saying that your experience on Spaceship Earth was, was so intense <laughs> That it was too much for you. On the slow moving ride. I had a pre and post. I had one beforehand to ready myself and then one to reward myself for doing it. Uh, Quick side note you can take food and drink on Spaceship Earth because I did it last time I was there. That's crazy. (laughs) Like I had like a bag of, of something like nuts. Mm-hmm. And like no water, and no one stopped me. Wow. So I mean, you could prob- like throw a big beer onto the Steve Jobs esque figure uh-huh. who built dreaming of computers <laughs> yes. in his garage. Yeah, um, you could ruin the Sistine Chapel. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you could throw it, pelt it with ice. It'd cream. be really crazy. Uh, so. Well, so of of everything of everything in the theme park world, you sent us yes. a, a list of, of stuff to talk about, and few we, options. We, yeah, uh, we went through it and considered it, and of of all the things, for some reason, we landed on. We really wanted to talk about the Mickey and Friends 
parking structure. I love it. At yeah. the very least, because it's a very funny episode. <laughs> like, I, I can only, like, I'm just imagining people's right. reactions of looking at their phone on a Friday morning of like, oh, there's a new app. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> this, this boring man wants to discuss a boring topic. <laughs> it's like, I guess that's on brand. The ball road carpool lane. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty elemental. Sure. When, yeah, when, when I, in thinking about it in the last couple of days was this uh i mean what what was it was it kind of a dare or was it or do you <laughs> do you uh, do you have a lot of stuff to 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 say about the mickey honestly Price? like i'm not sure how much i i have to say like i, I mean I, I think we could probably find to, to you know discuss anything at, at length this this podcast is all about you know yeah yeah mining <laughs> minutia <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stringing that thread as yeah, far yeah. as you can um so uh uh you know I, but honestly this is a thing uh, my wife Natalie and I, when we go to Disneyland together, and you know, sometimes you'll get the Mickey and Friends parking structure, and other times you'll get some other lot, like the Woody lot or something, some just like adjunct lot. But we're always like, there's always like a little extra thrill when we get that Mickey and Friends parking structure, and it's the thing we've talked about because she, you know, design is something that she is uh, very conscious of, and it's a thing that I, I'm I'm aware of, and I, I used to ostensibly be a designer working working in the video game industry. So it, it, it's just such a a great functional. I'm using the word design again, but design is a great functional design, and and and, it, and it's just so efficient. And I feel like it's like the beginning of. In the same way that I mentioned R- Raging Waters earlier, and like when you park at Raging Waters, this is my memory of it. It's like a dirt lot. It's like so janky. It's like yeah. the yeah. it's like the sloppiest uh, beginning of what's supposed to be a day of suspension of belief, or just like a day of fun, and, and really and like then, windy and sharp hills and weird turns. Exactly. Yeah, one time I went up there, yeah, yeah. It struck me too. And then you get on like an, an unair conditioned bus. Like just a, like a decommissioned school bus, and that's what's taking you to the park proper. Like that's their tram system. Like it's really, really janky. And then that's your, that's your end of day too. Like after you've had a day of fun, that's how you're going home. That so you're you're in your your beginning and end. It's it's being bookended by this kind of like a, a clumsy experience. And I think the opposite is true with the Mickey and Friends parking structure because you're going in there. It's a breeze. You're being guided like basically directly to a space because of the cone system and the you know they've got an abundance of attendants. They've got so many attendants working there, showing you exactly. It feels like you're getting valeted while you're driving yourself. It's like they're they're guiding you to exactly where you're supposed to park. It's a perfect use of every space is occupied. It's not like there's a you're going to drive by a bunch of empty spaces and and uh, you know it's all being used. And then there's the escalators that go, this to me is what puts it over the top. There's escalators that go directly from your level to the ground. Yeah. You don't have to go like down a, fl- a few flights to some other levels of the parking structure that you'd have no reason. Like if you parked on level four, there's no reason you'd ever have to go to level two. Mm-hmm. You've gotten, there's nothing for you there. You want to go from four to the ground. They have a direct path. And, and, and to me, that's very elegant in terms of getting in and out at the end of the day. Damn, yeah. I'm like really impressed <laughs> yeah. by your rundown by the level. We're blown away. What by you have the, observed yeah. about this, yeah, and, and I, I absolutely agree. It, it's, uh, um, yeah, you know, you know, you don't really find. Uh, and, and by the way, just to, to totally, uh, uh, in case you don't know, this is the major parking structure at the. We're Disneyland talking about Resort. a parking garage. Yes. <laughs> this is yeah. a parking garage, but um, not just any parking garage. For a time, and it may still be, this was the biggest parking garage in America. Mm-hmm. Like this parking garage built I, in 2000. 
deal with the stats. I will tell you that it is no longer. It is no longer. To look at these notes, it is okay. uh, the largest uh, parking garage in the United States now is at the SeaTac Airport in Seattle at mm. oh, 13,000 wow. spaces, outranking wow. the Mickey and Friends uh, uh, parking structure. I want to say that full name every time. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Guardians of the Galaxy, Mission Breakout. Uh, 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 Mickey and Friends uh, parking structure has 10,000 spaces. The biggest in the world is the West Edmonton Mall in Canada, 20,000 spaces. Wow. Double. Imagine a structure double. The, uh, That's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, so they, it requires such imagination. Not even the Imagineers could dream it. <laughs> <up>. uh, <laughs> but but an, an, uh, at the time it opened, though, the biggest sparking yeah, garage. Yeah, right. And States. an interesting jumping off point to just talk about how Disney handles transportation in general. Sure. Right. Um, Let, let's go. Jason and I, did, we were talking about this. Jason and I are not from Southern California, mm-hmm. so we never got to experience the original Disneyland parking lot, which is famously just a parking lot. In It's where California Adventure is now. Yeah. It was just a parking lot in front of the theme park, and you would park and walk up. Like, what? Yep. let's ask you guys, Scott yeah, you and Southern Nick. Southern California boys. You got to tell us, what was it like? <laughs> uh, I remember it being... And Scott, I'm interested in your thoughts, but I remember being a gigantic surface lot, just like a huge, like just basically parking as far as the eye could see. I remember it being similar to what would occur if you... I was uh, angry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get how to see they, the lot. How could they do that to their guests? Um, but what, what you would what you would encounter outside, like for me, just I remember going to Angels games and Dodgers games, the same sort of thing, just like the giant like ballpark uh, surface lot. And then certainly like the characters... Um, which is an element they, they've retained it at, you know, I basically, I think at every theme park parking structure. And then it's certainly a thing in the Mickey and Friends um, parking structure. But there they, they it's actually color coded and then tied directly to the escalators. So it's it's like even more clear. It's even harder to, to mess up. Uh, but the but yeah, it just giant surface lot. And then, you know, you'd be parked next to Dopey or whatever. And that would be your guide. You'd have to remember that to find your car at the end of the day. I, I remember it being easy to get like lost. Like it was just like a little too big and sprawling. I don't know. What, yeah. what, what's those, your memory? You're Scott? right that those, then those characters were very small. Like you right. have to squint probably to be able to tell which dwarf it was or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, uh, is that Pongo or is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, um. So did they have like, uh, I have so many questions about what it was like uh so <laughs> was it like because in the new mickey and friends parking structure they have they'll have like a whole level that's daisy and yes. then they'll have like a number and letter that corresponds with so it'll be like daisy 2d and that's like a section of the parking lot yeah and you'll remember there did they have these numbers and letters to correspond or was it just like that joke on the simpsons where we're in the itchy lot it's, uh, only, it's, yeah. it's just the character yeah. and you have to remember like that's could be like one of a thousand spaces yeah, yeah i don't remember specifically enough but i don't think it was as crystal clear as it is with the mickey and friends parking structure i remember it just being the character and and you right. just you know you'd be there'd be goofy and then you just kind of know you were generally in the periphery of goofy you're kind of in, in his territory but like the, yeah the mickey and friends uh structure so they even go to the level where on the receipt they have the they have like a guide printed on it, and yes. if you like, and if you have a you have a writing implement in your car, you can circle. Oh, yeah, you can circle the G, and you can circle the seven, and so you know exactly where you are on whichever character's level you're, you're at. It's, it's pretty great. It's I, a fun little game of bingo. Yeah. <laughs> I found the picture, too. I had never realized, because I, I like those escalators, and I always use the escalators, but the elevator buttons in the garage elevator have the characters on yeah. them. So if you just oh. remember... 
if you don't remember what level you, number you're on, you I just go like, that. oh, right, we're at Goofy. Okay, yeah. Let me, I'll shout it out real quick, too. Six Mini, five Donald, four Goofy, <laughs> three Mickey, two Daisy, one, I think nothing. One is just a No, one is Chip so. and Dale. Oh, am I wrong? To the elevator. Oh, I one is Chip wow. and Dale. Oh, God. Man. I took the time to make a list, and I screwed up the list. According to um, the elevator buttons. Is this Daisy's highest profile, like... <laughs> Attraction in the park? I, does she get any any anything bigger than this? I think she this? has a house in Toontown. Oh, uh, it's a house. You can't go into, got a place yeah. in It's sort of a facade, though. You can't go yeah. into it. I don't think it's like Minnie's house where there's a little like area actually to go in. It's just sort of a painted flat, maybe. Right. <laughs> it says mm. Daisy's house. Does she, she just live? It's or is it like a floor in Donald's boat? Uh, <laughs> she's like under the she's on the starboard yeah. uh, as we're saying side. that I'm not even sure if Daisy is fleshed out in like the classic Carl uh, Banks or Carl Banks Carl Barks what was the name the cartoonist there's a series of Donald and Uncle Scrooge comics that mm. are like worldwide beloved Barks? and it's like Why? I don't now I'm, know now I'm, if Daisy can't remember very those. poorly fleshed yes. out yeah. in general much more so and looking real bad these days next to Minnie who this week received yes. a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, congrats, Minnie. Congratulations to Minnie. Katy Perry was there uh, in Minnie-esque garb uh, saluting her and welcoming Probably her. Probably got paid a million dollars by the Disney Corporation <laughs> to likely. wear Minnie's dress and show up with Bob Iger. That's a little fun for dad, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> His two, the two sexiest women he knows, <laughs> Minnie and Katy Perry. I just saw her live uh, uh, two, three days ago. Yeah. I went to Vegas to see her specifically uh uh and <laughs> instead of the instead of anything uh, instead of talking about something sexy that happened i'm gonna say how she played uh, basketball against a dad in the audience like a giant arcade style uh, basketball game with a big inflatable ball Ooh. uh and the dad won must have been a thrill for the family. oh it's gotta be <laughs> uh, and it really gave me the taste too i went straight into the new york new york casino uh, past all of the uh, casino games straight to the arcade <laughs> had to play some uh, had to play some hoops myself uh, <laughs> wow. uh, it was great though if, i don't know if this Katy perry tour is still going or if she's done her la dates or what uh Katy perry a lot of fun uh, yeah right, and, right. And, it, in or not in the mini dress uh, <laughs> um, but anyways uh, uh uh it was carl barks i looked it up ah, so okay. people don't get mad at me Wonderful. but um uh, but yeah you're, yeah you're correct that uh yeah daisy is pretty that's a pretty big representation yeah for a, a pretty underrepresented character it's pretty underutilized it yeah. should be like stitch instead of daisy or something <laughs> it should be uh, right <laughs> but i think they i think they i have to think just because the the psychology of this is th- is so thoroughly thought out that i think they they must be a reason why they i think they want to justify the color pink i think they're like oh we want this to be the pink oh, level yeah. so we'll make this the daisy level because right. the color coding is very very clear it yeah. might even be to the degree where it, it accommodates the color blind like it might just fall in the, that hmm. red green spectrum. There's oh, sure. I don't also, know. Also, like yeah, maybe not. Wasn't there a thing hmm. in the eighty? Like, there's a very specific set of rules of like the central six or the mains that like uh, hmm. uh, oh, core six Minnie. characters. You mean? Yeah, the, like Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Goofy, Donald, Daisy. Like there, there are very there were, and I think it loosened up, and now I'm sure it's. But then Chip and Dale like, are on this too, so yeah, that's true. They got enough floors. They become primary because yeah, as of the 40s and 50s, they were just like pests mm. bothering Donald, and right. suddenly they're among the primary best of friends with the whole game. Right. I would think Pooh Bear would you would go with over. 
uh, Chip and Dale. Right. Yeah. Like, he's much is more prominent in the park. Is there a Poo lot somewhere? There's that, no, is there a Poo? There's no, there's Toy Story I think lot. there is or there was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there's a uh, Pinocchio. There's now, a why Pinocchio is Pinocchio parking? one of the primary ones? Yeah. Hmm. I don't I think, re- uh, the alliteration. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there probably is something to all this. I'm sure if you looked into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think in the old, in the original lot, uh, uh, they were, I think they chose characters. They tried to have all 26 letters of the alphabet, but there are, I think, are no characters of X, Y, and Z, although I thought of Zorro right away. But other than that, uh, uh, it's, I think, I think they tried to represent A through through W, and they were sort of organized alphabetically. Oh. Right. So there's some info for you. Mm-hmm. Salivate over that old school, uh, <laughs> old parking lot information. Uh, one of my favorite anecdotes about the original parking lot at Disneyland is, is and I forget who the two, this is credited to, but like, um, when California Adventure first opened and they were doing like cast member previews and Imagineering previews and stuff for family, like two longtime Imagineers were like walking out afterwards and the one goes, uh, so what did you think? And the other goes, well, I liked it better when it was a parking lot. Which is such wow. a devastating oh. own on like a Brutal. brand new park, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so that that's the whole history of it is that up until the mid '90s, you could park in the parking lot that was right next to Disneyland. You're essentially at the ticket booths and mm-hmm. at the train station uh, uh, right away, and you could see that from your car. Uh, that area that was taken out to build California Adventure, so that there was like a just a short walk between the two. Parks. Right. Yeah. Uh, there, Disney has bought up odd areas of land all over that Anaheim campus, but it makes more. It made the most sense to have the two parks next to each other. And even now, it's a question: if they ever did a third, where would that go, and how would you connect? Would there Every, be a monorail? Would there right. be? A, yeah. Uh, Everyone says over? it's the Toy Story parking lot, which mm-hmm. is a little, oh, a little ways away. Yeah. Is the one it's that's zoned field. for a park uh, for a new park. Oh wow! Yeah, because so, that, that's a, like a little bus ride. That's a little. Yeah, bit of a track. it's from. It's, it's right by the Anaheim Convention Center. This is a. a question that they're running into at the Universal Orlando Resort because that resort was designed very much like Disneyland where it's like the original Universal Studios Park uh, had a second park built like right next to it like essentially like a block and a half walk and now that and they gradually built hotels and a city walk there and now they keep adding hotels and they have a huge plot of land down the road but like at the time when they're like we're going to buy this Florida property and try to compete with Walt Disney World they're like they didn't want to build and sustain a massive transportation infrastructure mm. like Disney World did so they made a design closer actually to Disneyland where it's like the two parks are next to each other Correct. and people can walk there mm-hmm. or they have a handful of boats and you could take a boat from the hotel uh, uh, to the two parks but now that they want to expand and build a third park it's like farther away so they're gonna have to start having I don't know buses do I do? guess what do you yeah. do oh, or yeah. is there a creative way to do it uh, like it's pretty cool that Universal now has the the uh, the Harry Potter uh, Harry Potter in Islands of Adventure and Diagon Alley in uh, Universal and the train can take you to both right so like maybe there's some ride that uh, maybe somewhere in the Marvel Universe Potentially, there's there's a rainbow bridge you could walk on, or there's uh-huh. a you know uh, what else? Tony Stark has some new shuttle. Yeah, Tony 
or Reed Richards' uh, laboratory yeah. or something. You hop on to, onto the shield super carrier yeah. that takes you over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What's yeah. the thing called? The, the helicarrier. The helicarrier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the, it's just like not clothes, just the Hulk's bridge. <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> green. It's very green. <laughs> it is green. They did something. Uh, I, I will say that, that speaking of uh, the, the, the two points that I thought of while you were talking, Jason, and one about Universal. So I went to, I had fairly close a couple years ago a fairly proximal Disneyland trip followed by a Universal Studios a Hollywood trip and the difference between the Mickey and Friends parking structure the elegance of that and the Jurassic parking that they have there <laughs> it's like it's night and day even though it's functionally it's a little parking structure the Jurassic parking has all the pitfalls that exist in you know like like a poorly designed like mall parking structure or ballpark parking structure where you've got all these di- these these different levels uh, you got to cycle through endlessly you got to hunt for a space a little bit uh, where you park like the iconography is not super clear in terms of which 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 air, you know, like, uh, like, like, was I in J six? Was I in L one? Uh, like one, you know, like you can't quite uh, parse it perfectly. And even if you write it down or take a picture of the pillar you parked by, it's still a little bit of an ordeal to find your space. And then walking through it, you got to walk through a lot of other cars. Like that, that if you've got a family, if you're pushing a stroller, like that's a little bit of a hazard. You've got other people mm-hmm. looking for parking and maybe making abrupt turns, uh, trying to snag a space. And you got to, you got a family in tow. You don't necessarily have those same sort of uh, black marks uh, that you're dealing with if, if you're in the Mickey and Friends. And also, too, so, you know, Universal is different because you're walking right into the park. It's like it's like right butted up against Universal uh, City Walk, basically. So you're basically just in the same way that you would walk into downtown Disney and then be in the Disneyland proper. Like you're right that you're right butted up against it. Uh, there's a there's a tram ride from the Mickey and Friends structure. But it's a nice tram ride. It's very yeah. pleasant. It's very yeah. pleasant. <laughs> and it, it's kind of like a gentle sort of I, I feel like when the kids that are on there, they're building anticipation a little bit. They're like getting excited because they're like, oh, my God, this is like the ride that's taking us to Disneyland. This is akin to the the helicopter that's taking us into Jurassic Park. This is like a fr- a, a little small thrill uh, that's that's that that tells of of bigger thrills to be had in the future. Sure, you get a you get a ride right away. Right. And uh, yeah, that is a thing to to talk about. I think that uh, I think that tram is very pleasant. I like the look of that thing. They uh, that's a that's a that's a neat shiny classic car vibe, the white with the red stripes and uh, Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that tram I, is very appealing. I'm going to I don't want to I don't want this to turn into a fight. Oh boy. Here we um, go. <laughs> but I'm going to say I like the Universal Parking Garage. You're right about everything. But what's interesting about Universal Parking Garage is like you don't know where you're parking and on occasion you just walk out and you're right where you wanted to be and on occasion it's a 10 to 15 minute walk yeah, right so like on occasion i park and i go where are we and i go down an escalator and i'm like oh we're right here at the margaritaville at city walk or yes. something like we're right here or and sometimes so like there's sort of a fun <laughs> chaos that i find is like sometimes you have to get an elevator that's themed to curious george there that's the whole level or that's the whole parking structure but then you get to kind of walk have a nice city walk walk <laughs> Which I honestly, and this is the controversy. This is where the controversy will come in. I kind of like walking through City Walk better than I like riding on that tram to Disneyland. Which maybe this wow. I should have oh. saved this for later when we were going to say controversial things. But <laughs> the tram, I find, I don't think is it's the 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 what happens what happens you leave the tram from the parking structure and it's like what five minutes to get to downtown Disney basically right in front of their World of Disney, which yeah. is a giant uh, store. Uh, I don't think it's themed well enough. 
I don't. I can see through the fence. I can see the buildings, the show buildings for Pirates of the Caribbean or Indiana Jones. That's fair. I can see right through it. And honestly, it starts the trip off by going, oh, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is in that big, un, like, unmarked building. But how many building. regular people are having that? But I'm saying for me, Jason. I'm saying for me. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I agree that dad on the trip uh, to California isn't going, oh, that show yeah. building's really ruining the magic. But you but, do get magic built up when you walk past the sock market? A little bit. <laughs> A little bit, that giant gaudy King Kong sign, that all feels like I'm already in this nonsense I'll land. I'll say this. Lush cosmetics. Yeah. Wow. When I was first out here in LA and I, I had an internship on the Universal Backlot and uh, uh, I used to uh, go up and eat at City, they, there was like Dollar Taco Night at, a, a, what is that, cha- Rubio? There used to be a Rubio's oh, yeah. Fish Tacos that had Dollar Fish Tacos on Tuesday nights. Uh, Tuesday night City Walk in the fall looks like the world ended and someone left the lights on. And that was like to just eat a giant plate of fish tacos and like watch weird, watch music videos on the giant city walk screen. And every now and then there would be an interstitial ad for just like city walk. And it was, it's just a logo and someone right. whispering city walk. It's just like, yeah, this feels real like end of the world. This feels real apocalyptic. People hate on city walk. We're going to do at least one episode on city walk eventually. <laughs> oh, if yeah, not a couple least. parts, cause there's so many different places there. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Uh, yeah. I do love City Walk, so that's that's sort of uh, I'm biased to get, uh, toward it, and there's, especially there's because like the uh, uh, Hollywood City Walk and the Orlando City Walk may as well be different planets. Oh, like, interesting! Yes, entirely yeah. different, like because the one is catering to like locals going out for the night, and the other is catering to like people in town for vacation. So tourists like, one, who got tricked. Yeah, tourists <laughs> who got tricked. If you're and, a local who goes to City Walk a lot, you're a weirdo like us. <laughs> yeah, uh, but one definitely feels more like a mall, and the other feels more like people who are hammered. <laughs> right. Sure, sure. Um, I, I would say, and and I, I like City Walk, and I also like Downtown yeah. Disney, which I think is maybe not as... It doesn't feel, it, even though it is, it doesn't feel as crassly commercial as 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 Universal City yeah. Walk. It doesn't yes. feel like there's as much like stores just selling like like dog shit, like just <laughs> yeah. trying to like you know just selling whatever. There's like a sock store, or the something, sock, right? the sock yeah. market. Is yeah. that still there? Yes, uh, I believe. Yeah, I guess it's so. a, as of like a couple and months like the, ago. There's like a popcorn store. There's just so many All so many stores. Just, yeah, just selling wind like, up toys. Right, yeah, just right. garbage, just yeah. chintzy garbage, and 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 I feel like at the at, the, at uh, downtown Disney, there's not that same effect. Here, here's what I would say, uh, just to just return to what you were talking about with sure. the tram earlier, Carlson. I think you make a very valid point in terms of entering the park. However, the thing I would say is it's very nice at the end of the day. 
and and it's sort of like especially I feel like if your parents and you got some kids who are maybe wound up all day and now they're crashing it just gives you a moment to decompress that tram mm-hmm. ride it's like that tram ride back is like okay this is the day is over the day is done and I feel like if you're if you're uh, you're tugging your kids through Universal City Walk trying to make your way to trying to figure out what level you parked at at Jurassic Parking and, and you know you still got that chaos basically until you got them in the car and you're like shut up you know and it's it's like that that <laughs> that's the energy that's carrying you out at the end of this day versus like like oh this is our uh, th- this is like the end of Lord of the Rings where Frodo is getting on uh, to the little boat and he's going to like sail off into the distance. Like that's the equivalent of the, the tram ride towards the, the Mickey and Friends parking structure. Except like Frodo's competing for space with like 700 other. That's, uh, that's, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that was going to yeah. be. I yeah. agree with you. That ride can be very pleasant. But the a, ride a, itself. The right. The ride up. itself. But the lead up is kind of a nightmare because there's a million people there. You to queue up a little bit. And I mean, as most people know, I don't have kids. Uh, we don't have kids. None of us uh, have kids. <laughs> None of us have kids. Uh, they're not even coming soon. Like <laughs> Weiger's not even allowed within a block. <laughs> yeah, you get, him, get him, Jason. A on a show? <laughs> the the uh, short of it is these are four men whose bloodlines are going to end. <laughs> <laughs> so long, Weiger, Gerger, Carlson, Sheridan. It was, it was a good fun while ride while lasted. <laughs> not as fun as a theme park, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oftentimes... We'll just walk from Disneyland yes, to the Mickey and Friends walk. parking structure. I didn't We've know you done could do this, that. Uh, yeah. like, I've done this at least 10 times because sometimes even though you're, do- you're dead tired, you go, well, 15 minutes or I stand in front of, I don't even know, maybe it's 15 minutes for this tram. Mm-hmm. Let's just walk. So you walk through downtown Disney, you walk all the way and then you see this glorious parking structure in the distance and you're going on these days. I almost find that that's even maybe a more visually interesting walk sometimes sure. than it is to go on the tram. But you have to uh, pop the Disney bubble to do it. You have to essentially go into Anaheim streets. A little bit. A little yes. bit. But there's, oh, some Disney, wow. yeah. but there's also streets, Disney sure. streets. Too. Like it's all... Disney it's kind of owns, Disney, Disney owns property. the streets, Disney I think, because they're the Disney. Aren't they the Disney like street signs? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I but it so. is like you're crossing streets, and I wonder now because they they have moved security to like right next to the Mickey and Friends parking, which is better. Yes, better, it is better. They've moved the metal detectors like right at the bottom <laughs> of the escalators. <laughs> and where you, yeah, where you look at yeah. people's purses right. and what have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I, it, it used to be by like the World of Disney. Uh, uh, it used to be by like the ticket booths and everything, which was was very jarring would lead to traffic jams and honestly i think it's better having it at, at there or on the other side of the property right. at the esplanade like just yeah just knock it out if it's unpleasant and it sucks but it's part of the world we live in now so like yeah just bang it out and just get through it yes i also don't i'm now i'm being real negative and this is not i did not go into this no, podcast no, same thing i'm gonna like take you to task or anything it just these are my feelings uh i will say Slow some down bill maher say, <laughs> <laughs> new rule <laughs> <laughs> Mickey and Friends blows. Uh, I do. Here, I'll say some good, nice things about Mickey and Friends. There is a an exit on the five, which is the freeway you're on. You generally take yeah. to go to Disneyland. It's the specific Disneyland exit. So you go in the left lane. Especially, you have to I think you have to be a carpool to to be in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you go off on a kind of a left exit on the freeway, and you go sort of on this like specifically made for Disneyland bridge kind of thing. And then they redirect you 
Like it's an express lane to get to Mickey and friends. Yeah. And I love it. And that feels yeah. like a ride to me. That feels right. like my first uh, yeah. ride. Zooming is over there. the side streets. Skipping and then, all of that traffic. Yes. At the end of the day, they flip it. Yes. And that goes the other way. So yeah. you so leaving Mickey exiting, and friends, mm-hmm. you again feel like you're going on one last ride and then you go right onto yeah. the five and you're and back to the real world. And one of the last times I went, I was, uh, I was riding out of there, uh, with my, with my roof down and the fireworks are going oh, off. There's oh, nothing better in the car. Yeah. Beautiful. There's sometimes, nothing better. That's, that's your Frodo. Ending. Sometimes you can catch yeah, little <laughs> the fireworks from the tram too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the tram just cause I like the modes of transit at Disney. Mike always makes fun because of like <laughs> anytime we've been at the park together, we're trying to figure out what to ride or stuff has long waits. I'm always the first to go like, well, maybe we should aim on over to the Mark Twain Riverboat or maybe we should just ride the train for the rest of our lives. But you, not only does you, do you like the train, you yeah. like the Casey Jr. train, which oh, is for children. Oh, I do children. like the Casey Jr. train. And I've yeah. ridden, all, I think I have only ridden that ride with you yes, multiple times. Yes, I made you times. get in. I made you ride the Casey Jr. train and once or twice we were in like the cage car. The lion Mike cage. is a very tall man. <laughs> and I'm crouched into this thing. He's crouched down and down. I'm sitting on the caboose part just the, happy as a clam. And the employees are like, there's plenty of room in there on the other side for kids and a family, but they're like, no, 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 let the adults have the cage to themselves. There's yeah. no way. They must always be a little concerned when adults without children get on Casey Jr. Oh yeah, no, it's right. got to be a flag. Oh, no, they flag it's us. They got to oh, flag it's us. Great. And it's like going it's like day. going on a little spaceship outside a market or something. It's uh, <laughs> I mean, it's no. not meant for it's you. Wonderful. It's wonderful. So it's so small. It's tiny. It yeah, shouldn't we shouldn't fun. go on it. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, it's great. The storybook boats are great too. I do like those. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like bad. the speaking of transportation I I do remember going on trips to uh to Disneyland is I mentioned this earlier when we were doing this for for orchestra's kids and I remember uh, my buddy John Savi had found out I think through a previous family trip that there was a so the arcades in uh, the Starcade I think is the big one but the arcades yeah. that are at Disneyland this was when Mortal Kombat was was first in arcades and they had turned the blood off oh. at the Disneyland <laughs> ones but he had found out that there was an arcade in the Disneyland hotel that had Mortal Kombat with the blood <laughs> on awesome so we, on this school trip we took the monorail over to the Disneyland hotel this is before Dis- downtown Disney I think even existed there was just it just went to the hotel and not being guests there we like went into the lobby had a little uh lunch at whatever the monorail cafe was and then we went oh, over the and monorail just cafe was good I it was pretty that good was yeah specifically good spot there's the first place i, I had a vanilla coke oh uh, wow. yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, right yeah your palate. <laughs> right 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we went and we played uh we played full blood full fatality mortal combat wow. for, uh, for right. most of this trip <laughs> there's a hack for, yeah uh, right any time travelers uh, yeah <laughs> um uh, i uh, uh oh sorry Jason, oh no i was gonna say i even I mean, I I did that last time I was there. I not not to there, but I love eating at the hotel. Like it's uh, such an easy, pleasant experience eating right. at the hotels. Usually, especially at the quick service like restaurants, like in off hours or like lunchtime, because people don't. Unless you're staying there, like a lot of people don't know, like yeah, there's a really nice like one uh, the uh, whitewater snacks at the Grand Californian is like in the very <laughs> back, the surrounded by trees. <laughs> yeah, it's just so quiet, and they pump in the sound effect. Like it's it's uh, up against Cal- uh, uh, California Adventure, so they're pumping in like very pleasant folk music and sound effects. And what yeah, do they, what do nice... they have? Is that like a hot dog and burger stand? What is? What it's do they like. Get there? 
nachos okay. and uh, flatbread pizzas okay. and, and burgers. Yeah. They, they rotated. We've talked I think, about a so lot. few restaurants in general on this podcast. And uh, we're talking uh, about. Same with Tangaroa Terrace at the Disneyland Hotel. Also very good. Um, sure. Yeah. Unusually <laughs> empty. The park uh, lunch spots usually very crowded. The hotel lunch spots much less so. Sure. Yeah, I love even, them. Even those downtown Disney spots are often very very crowded. Yeah. But that's good to know that the hotel itself has some um, the uh, the Grand Californian too, or just the just the Disneyland Hotel. Uh, all all three of the hotels. The oh, Paradise wow, Pier. Okay. One. I've never been inside paradise beer now that i say that but oh, they all have restaurants of different yeah. like levels it's right. a little quality. junkier but they have like uh, they, they that's where the like the good like character breakfast is oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah for for kids yeah you can um, find like there's like little like the steakhouse in the disneyland hotel if you go to the bar especially later you can oh, yeah. get a lot of the menu the there and oh. it's not usually that crowded napa rose nice... probably one of the best restaurants at uh uh disneyland period yeah, you can get the Carthay. full menu at the bar Natalie and I went to Napa Rose and got the no, the chef's I tasting. We, we got the chef's tasting menu once. Whatever you have, like reserve it, and you like sit at the counter, and then they they like prepare all the courses for you, and you can like it. You can watch them kind of make it. and They have wine pairings and everything, and it was a it was a delightful anniversary dinner. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Hmm. Yeah, that's great. wow, great. Uh, uh, also, you you did a Club Thirty Three once. Uh, I've been to Club Thirty Three one time. Yeah. I I was I so I used to uh, write for this TV show called At Midnight that was hosted by Chris Hardwick. Uh, Chris is a, a very was a very generous boss, and as part of his. Uh, like as part of it is gratitude towards the writing staff he used his leverage as i think it, whatever membership he has is club 33 to get us all in to club 33 for a meal and so i had a lunch oh, there no. and it was uh have you guys ever been inside i've never been no i did one time I guess yeah shout out to david love thanks for getting us in yeah it was it was <laughs> uh it was it was picturesque in there is very very uh, like a, just a, an amazing exactly what you expect to, to, to be like it felt like this real secret society and and you know a cabinet with this ultra expensive top shelf liquor that you could buy by the bottle um but the the thing and this this might be more for for us than than for your listeners and unless they they happen to know him but like this this was like a random day in the summer and we were going to club 33 for lunch and just randomly, I ran into our friend Doug Jones was just there. He was just <laughs> hanging out at Club 33. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, this is perfectly appropriate. This is this guy who yeah. loves theme parks so much. Of course, Noted he'd just Disney be fan. here. Yeah, yeah. But it, was just, it felt like such a random uh-huh. confluence to, to just run into a guy I know at, at this exclusive club within this theme park. <laughs> you thought it would only be like Archdukes. Right, and, right, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. CEO yeah. of Pepsi or something. But, it it uh, is like a thing you you would expect, like like kind of the, uh, and maybe this was kind of the lunchtime crowd, but you expect people to be wearing, you know, sharp suits and, and uh, uh, you know, cocktail dresses, but then it's just like a dad wearing Birkenstocks and mm-hmm. cargo shorts, you oh, know. Oh, sure. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, how was the food? I, I don't really remember the f- I remember it being like, uh, this, this is my thing also with Carthay Circle. I, I really like the food at Carthay Circle, but yeah. I don't like, uh, there's nothing like, it's just a very nice restaurant. There's not a lot in terms of like, some story about the food. Sure. But am, am I wrong? Like, uh, uh, I, it's it's great, obviously. Very good. Yeah. Not, I would say not mind blowing. Not yeah. like like. But yeah. I, I had like fried chicken, and it's not like oh, this is the best fried chicken I've ever had. But I was like, this is very good. Sure. And you know, certainly there's a gigantic markup on it. This costs like thirty dollars yeah. or something. It's yeah. it's absurd, but it it's you're you're paying for the atmosphere and the exclusivity and the fact that you can get alcohol inside Disneyland and those weird toilets. There's like weird old uh, uh, like uh, you, you pull the oh chain right toilets. yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I remember that. I think they also had mouthwash in the bathroom, which was nice. Oh, that's I very just, fancy. I was just yeah. reading an, a, a story about uh, one of the first female Imagineers, and she looked at the plans for Club 33, and she had to tell Walt, she goes, this bathroom for the women is too small. And <laughs> wow. he said, you're right. And they doubled it. Hmm. Yeah, they got like literally like a one woman could not fit in, yes, in a I think stall. The, yeah, she, yeah, I think like she was Walt's also saying the ideal of female <laughs> beauty was so right. real. Yes, thin I think that's that, what she was. She no, literally, she. I think she she said something in an un PC way about women of size mm-hmm. uh, would not be able to get in the bathroom. So they they doubled this. So they took a part away of the kitchen and then right. Walt so. is like eighty five pounds or over. <laughs> you, you go outside. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> weight he made Lillian stay at, <laughs> that's the weight women should be. Isn't there a story about a, a woman who was an astronaut like the, the Sally uh, Ride? Sally yeah. Ride, and they were sending her in the space, and they were like, "Will a hundred tampons be enough?" Right. They just had no. They had no sense. <laughs> they didn't just did it. Weren't yeah. thinking. Uh, um, that that feels like that's like a a few years from now when they've they've run out of uh, saving Mr. Banks stories. It feels like they're going to make a hidden figure style mm-hmm. movie about this first female Imagineer. That has to be in the pike, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot, I was reading. It was very interesting because she was talking about how it was like no one listened to her, and right. she had to like just go to straight to Walt. She was very. Mm-hmm. She said Walt was very nice. Okay. But a lot of the Imagineers were just dicks who wouldn't who would ignore things she said. She designed a lot of the Haunted Mansion. Whoa. I'm forgetting her name. Her last name is Norris. Uh, I really should look that up. If he want, if Walt wants to talk to a woman, he'll draw one. still love drawing all the time i'll look up her name i do think right now though while people are listening to this they're gonna go when are they gonna go back to the parking garage <laughs> right yeah guys stop this talking was, about we didn't imagineers want a, and we didn't want a tangent anywhere in this thing let's get back on track so um, well uh, uh well now this is actually the opposite of the parking garage but i think this parking garage opposite. is is especially in Indicative of, of Southern California car culture because like I mean all of the Disney parks have some sort of parking option uh, uh, sure. in Florida if you're going to the Magic Kingdom you have to park across the lake from it and take the boat or monorail over to the Magic Kingdom uh, the other resort uh, parks in Florida all have parking lots in front of or next to it at the international parks, there's a much bigger emphasis on like public transit. Yeah, um, I do. I do wish there was because I'm someone who I, I love. You know, like when I'll go, I, I'm an NBA fan, and we'll go. I'll go to see the Lakers play in downtown and Staples Center. From where we live in Santa Monica, I'll take the train, and and it's it's great. It's great to not have to worry about parking. I would love it. This this was this was a few years ago. I think when Obama's infrastructure plan was being floated, and they used it as like a talking point to be like, like you know, he wants to build a high speed rail between uh, uh, L.A. and Disneyland, and it's like it's like well that would that makes a that ton would of be sense. Amazing. Yeah. That would be yeah. amazing because it's a huge tourist destination. People fly into L.A. They would one hundred percent make use of, and, and locals would one hundred percent make use of. Like that makes a lot of sense. But as a talking point, it's something that you can uh, uh, bat down. But yeah, I wish there was a better. I wish there was a train option. I wish you could take. You you didn't have to drive there, but because you have to drive, I, I think the the Mickey and Friends parking structure is is uh, you know as as good as it can be. Basically, yeah. In Disney Paris, I was reading in, uh, in Disneyland Paris, there is a major like regional hub, like a two minute walk from the park for the train. Uh, Tokyo like Disney train station. I've yeah, been, and it's uh, and it's like not the weird thing, not too Disneyified. It's like just barely off the property just like a couple steps away and so there's just like 
train station weirdos. It's like it's <laughs> wow, it really? not a magical Disney train station. And that being like, I think it's like 20 minutes outside of Paris and that you're like in the magic of Paris and then you're just in some weird European <laughs> suburban <laughs> dirty train station. Right. Yeah, it's really, that, I mean, I, we haven't talked about Disneyland Paris a ton on here, but I like I found it sort of odd and janky and sketchy and that train station arrival was part of it because you're thinking Disney and train oh it's going to be a mad it's going to be like an old Victorian train station and then it's just like lockers and people sleeping on the ground and wow. it sucked it was bad right. what you would like sounds like what the Tokyo experience is where like they have a monorail there that goes around the whole property but you have to buy a pass for it and it's like I believe technically part of the transit system in Tokyo so you can buy a monthly pass or use like a subway ticket to ride the monorail even though it's on oh. private property and operated by the oriental land company who runs tokyo disney mm. huh. that's huh. awesome but, you, but it takes you right in. like what you need to get around tokyo already what takes you uh, i i right think you can use that pass or at least huh. buy like a monthly disney pass if you work there and it's got stops at all the hotels and like the partner hotels and then there's like the the entrance to the property okay. right by the okay. way oriental land company sounds like ominous that sounds like a <laughs> a relic of uh, a colonialism like it was established by the netherlands in like the 1500s and had its own navy it does but it, i believe it was established by the japanese government oh, to okay. like mm-hmm. uh, co-run the disney park so yeah. they have like oh, there some you go. autonomy in the way they, and they run put a, tokyo disneyland yeah they dumped a ton of money is which is why i suppose like to i which we have not been yet. Tokyo Disney Sea, which is like the supposedly the greatest theme park in the world. I, that, I've heard so this, yeah. much money from that Oriental Land Company. Yeah, wow. It, it hearing it in English in America, it is a weird. It's got oh, a lot yeah. of weird connotations right, 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 right. to it. It's hearing like uh, my grandparents say that word, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I know you don't mean this maliciously, but yeah, we don't yeah, really yeah. say that anymore. Sure, sure. It sounds, but, but it sounds like the the Third Reich development uh, <laughs> corporation yeah. or something. <laughs> but they picked it. Uh, um, uh, okay, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna tie a couple things together here. You mentioned Tokyo Disney Sea. Uh, uh, if you, uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the sort of the history and why the Mickey and Friends parking structure exists. Do you guys know sort of the uh, uh, anything about like the the weird bidding wars between Long Beach and Anaheim that took place? Oh no, no, uh, I don't think um, I do. So okay, so. Uh, uh, all right, and interrupt me with the uh, jokes or something if this is getting too dry. But, uh, but I'm no deal, Gardner. <laughs> You're no. on your own. Straight back. Get book swimming. Report. I'm shutting uh, our mics off except for yours. Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> podcast with interruptions? I've never heard of such a thing. I demand it. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, mid 1980s, Michael Eisner takes over the Disney company. Uh, he wants uh, Disneyland to be more like Disney World, where there's multiple parks and multiple hotels. But he immediately gets acquainted with there is not a lot of land in Anaheim and they don't own any hotels at that point like but in the mid 80s Disney did not own the Disneyland Hotel it was built by a friend of Walt's named Jack Rather and Walt was just so desperate to get a hotel opened there that he he said like whatever you want we'll cut you a great deal and Walt's leased the land to the guy for uh, 99 years it's yours for and you can use the name Disneyland and oh, wow. no other hotels in this area can use the, the word Disney so this guy Jack Rather has this 
cake deal. They've made the monorail go right up to that hotel, but Disney was not pocketing any of that hotel room money. So major like lack of income for Disney for many, many years. Eisner's like, done, break it, get him out of here. <laughs> they did basically a hostile takeover of the Rather Corporation. They just bought up the entire thing. Wow. Similar to the way that they just bought Fox, where it's like, well, if, if you won't give us X-Men, then uh, uh, we'll, like, we'll just buy the whole thing. So they, they took over... Uh, rather, uh, um, so now they own the Disneyland Hotel, but in the uh, Rather Corporation also owns the Queen Mary, so uh, that gives them ownership of this big like plot of land on the Long Beach Harbor, and now. They've got this bargaining chip. They say to the city of Anaheim, we would love to build a second park here, but what we really need is a parking structure, and we want you to build it. And Anaheim's like, that's bullshit. Oh, wow. That's really stupid. Well, if you don't want to do it, we could always just go over to Long Beach. We already own the Queen Mary. Right. And they, they've developed plans at this point for something called Port Disney, which is very similar to Disney Sea. It's got a big volcano yeah. like Disney Sea. I remember um, this This was a thing growing up in the Long Beach area. I remember reading about the ongoing... Port Disney, uh, you know, it ended up being a debacle and never happening in the, the, the local paper, the press telegram. There's a lot of mm-hmm. updates about the about this ongoing thing. And I remember there there was a point where it was like it looked like we we're going to get a new Disney park, like right, like, you know, very, very close by. Yeah. How close would that have been for you? That's so, really- I mean, it would have been like a 15 minute drive for us from my yeah. child at home would have wow. been right there, would, right nice. by my high school. I mean, it could have gone anytime I wanted. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, um, yeah. And like, right. Yeah. If you've been if you've been to Long Beach, yeah, would have connected all of this stuff together. There's a big mall there called the Pike and there's all these mm-hmm. hotels and stuff. And like it all would have been this massive Disney campus. And they were also going to build like over the harbor. They were going to reclaim land and build it on the ocean. Wow. And the Sierra Club protested it and had a big like uh, uh, yeah really tried to get it to not happen and, and somebody a guy from the Sierra Club issued a really lofty statement about like the hubris of man to build above the sea um, and it that's is- funny because the joke I make is is when uh, uh, Eisner uh, opens uh, the Grand Californian and California Adventure is he did it with the hubris of a mad god like <laughs> Californians come to this park themed to California <laughs> made a miniature cow there's no need yeah. to do the rest of California right. uh, um, so anyway like they and, and uh, they've got options now in Anaheim and Long Beach and Eisner issues this this odd statement about like well it's just we'll go with whatever city wants us more and that caused Anaheim to cave and they said yeah alright we'll build you at the time the idea was three different parking structures the uh the city of anaheim would build them uh, uh give disney like just this tiny lease and that is what happened so so mickey and friends was built by the city of anaheim uh the city of anaheim gets no money for that i think they get it they get it like a dollar a year right it's like some token amount oh yeah, yeah something like yeah, yeah it's yeah. like bare like legal minimum right uh, um disney yeah, has had anaheim by the balls forever and there recently has been a big fight about like a a non-disney what mayor was installed sort of an anti-city council council. within the anaheim city council there are people who are there are councilmen who are kind of bought by disney and ones who are not it's a very like congress nra situation and like disney hasn't had there hasn't been any tax on tickets for years and years and years and then some people finally were like that's fucked up right like when, they, when you see, like, yeah. there are parts of Anaheim that are in terrible shape. This like blocks away from Anaheim. There are like, yeah, re- like really low rent areas, and the city could 
use that money. <laughs> and what they were talking about was like a single dollar of entertainment tax right. on every Disneyland ticket. And Disney freaked out. This yeah. cannot happen. Uh, uh, and, and also... So there was an LA Times article kind of revealing a lot of this information and sort of the the, uh, the odd relationship between Anaheim and uh, and Disneyland. And Disney was so displeased with this article that they told the LA Times, fine, you can't review our movies anymore. When I remember that little this, controversy yeah. happened a few months ago, that was all... Uh, essentially related to like the parking situation right at, yeah at right. Disneyland and, and also and this now we're really getting into the driest of dry territory yeah, yeah, there yeah. was another parking garage they wanted to build yeah the which, eastern gateway project yes which was yeah. a whole thing and they had a whole design for it and there was a bridge that was going to take you over like you know those re- like captain cook's is like a restaurant there's like a is there a denny's Right there, yeah. On Harbor Boulevard, Boulevard. it was going to be a bridge that was going to take you from the 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 new parking garage right into Disney, and they were like, "Well, you can't do this because this is going to block off all the businesses." Yeah, those businesses would have been. I mean, they're but those businesses are kind of leeches. Like, let's be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why they're there to begin with? Yeah, the Mimi's Cafe right there is just leeching off of Disney's. You know, I would be I mean, sad to see Mimi's go. Yeah, but I the like rest the of it. Yeah, yeah. That's but, a good option. Yeah. But Captain Kid's Buffet, though, which you mentioned, that is, what that place is, is like dog shit. Regularly <laughs> reviewed as the worst restaurant in Orange County, <laughs> and they're leeching uh, off the logo of Red Robin. It's like oh, a yeah, yeah, off that's logo. true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were going to build essentially a second Mickey and Friends parking structure, and so people coming from the north would park at Mickey and Friends. People coming from the south would park at this other one. And they could not get through Anaheim City Council. They they would not wow. get it through. Because so now part of the situation yeah. being, <laughs> as opposed to in the in the mid nineties when they could say we're going to bail and go to Long Beach instead, they can't do that now. They yeah. can't exactly yeah. say we're going to go right, to right. Star Wars Land somewhere else. Right. So Disney sort of doesn't have the bargaining chip like they they had in the nineties. At this yeah. point, people listening to the podcast are like, talk about the restaurants again, please, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about that but, lady whose name you. Tanya, Tanya, Tanya uh, Norris. Hey, Tanya Norris. Tanya Norris. Uh, But they have needed more parking spots for years. And they certainly need them before Star Wars opens. And you got a disaster brewing. I would love to break this story to Nick if he doesn't know. Mm. They are building a new parking structure wow right by mickey and friends about wow. the same size am i correct I, they're, I, they're essentially duplicating they're duplicating it mickey it. and friends that's basically oh, six thousand is about oh, six thousand okay uh, yeah okay so it's it, a little it'll smaller. work for now and maybe one day they'll get that eastern gateway parking garage so that's around. a little present that's for you <laughs> that hey. there'll be another well-designed parking Hopefully. structure coming soon efficient yeah so they're building the parking structure because star wars land is coming right and what's also going to happen is uh, they're building a giant hotel over downtown Disney. So you're losing ESPN zone. You're losing Rainforest Cafe and the movie theater and the Earl of Sandwich. Uh, and this is all just this massive uh, construction project that they're like fast tracking. Like, yeah, that's a lot of acreage. Those, those. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Four restaurants or those three restaurants in that movie theater. There'll yeah. be retail and restaurant space underneath the hotel. Okay. So as people are coming in and I'm sure like Earl of Sandwich will be back in there. There could be a small weird ESPN zone in the hotel. We don't know. Oh, there they're you talking go. about stuff like that. It's possible like with especially like with a beloved restaurant like the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. Let's preserve uh, our uh, yeah. national institution. <laughs> I, I we've talked about this before. The Sheridans love the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> it, it's certainly pretty fun. I like. I went with a, a friend, a, tw- a friend's twenty first birthday. We went to that Rainforest Cafe. 
Uh, this was back in college, so that was that was a real hoot. Right, you spent a twenty first birthday there. Yeah, what well, she wanted yeah. to go to. She wanted this was this was my friend's girlfriend, and uh, she was also my friend, and, and and a group of 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 friends, and wanted to go to Disneyland for twenty first birthday, and then for dinner went to the Rainforest Cafe. It worked out nicely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got in uh, high school. I got way too high in there. Oh boy! And uh, I just sat silently, uh, freaked out by animatronic monkeys, and uh, <laughs> didn't say a word to my dinner guest and friend. And that kind of informs my uh, my marijuana experience to this day. <laughs> I, I think that was the last time I went to a rainforest cafe. I'm, th- I'm thinking back, and I, I, this was that that 21st birthday. And I, I remember that the I got a Caesar salad because I just like eaten garbage all day at Disneyland and my stomach hurt. So I got something very – and it was like a very weak, like not good salad. Yeah. I, their, their food's not great, right? No, it's terrible. No, they yeah. had like fun fruity, fun fruity drinks and like – fun appetizers it's the theme. that's about I, it. yeah it's yeah, like eating the blue the bayou theme. it's like yeah it's the experience i drove down alone a couple years ago to see dick van dyke in a parade <laughs> 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 and that's a true story no one would go with me uh it was his 90th birthday and i was like well what am i gonna get the fucking chance to see this old man again and he was in a parade like waving <laughs> it was like two seconds uh, and then I parked it downtown Disney and to get validation, yeah. I was like, well, I'll get a to-go order at the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> and I went up to the bar. I ordered like a cheeseburger uh-huh. and then got it parking validated because I wasn't going to be I wasn't going to be a bad boy and get uh, the part like lie and say, oh, I just came from the restaurant validated. Right. I've been so a bad boy a few times. You have? Well, in the past, they're a lot Jason. more strict nowadays. Although I've been, a, out. Yeah. I've been a bad, <laughs> I've been a bad boy in regards to using the uh, movie theater to park for free. Oh, right. which oh, is right. the cheat I said yeah. earlier, where you buy a ticket, you get it validated, then you cancel the ticket mm. on Fandango. This this is no. What would Dick Van Dyke say if he heard of this nefarious behavior? This is the way. This is the way that. Uh, this isn't the way Bert would behave. It's the way that mean old banker he also plays. That's true. Would oh behave. boy, that's a good point. Be and like Bert, not like the banker. Well, look, I the movie theater is going away, so I won't have the opportunity to be yeah. uh, this bad boy. Look, they're pressed again. for parking. Okay. Yeah. This keeps coming up. So I had the cheeseburger. Yeah. Long story short, I had the cheeseburger. Uh, and it was just the worst. It was so <laughs> bad. Like, how was it? Could it be this bad? You got how? it to go. Yes. So okay. did, you drove it back to L.A. and then ate it I, in L.A. Or no, no, no. I ate it while I drove. <laughs> well, yeah. Wait, Mike loves to drive and eat, eat food. I am very I'd good at driving it. and eating. Yes, Man, I have I a whole do system down. Uh, I can do it on the freeway if I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I had eaten most of it by the time I even got to the freeway. Mm. And it just how did they? How is it this bad? Yeah. It shouldn't mm. be this bad. Right. How could it be? So yeah, it's just eight ter- food. That the only the only reason anyone would ever eat it is to sit next to like a fern that's alive. Or yeah, right. the, the theming yeah. is the whole point. I, <laughs> and you took, I that, took away. that away. Yeah, it's like was- getting a Chuck E. Cheese pizza delivered. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you just want the food? All right, uh-huh. we can the, do it. Was the to go box like a big clam or something? At least <laughs> no, it was a styrofoam box. Oh, it was, it was a styrofoam box from Islands because they don't do to go orders. They had to go <laughs> right. next door to borrow one. <laughs> Some weirdo wants to. Uh, I, I want to say m- m- many of your stories could probably end with long story short. I ate the cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> in the car the while I drove, or or begin with uh, I was driving to a parade by myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, That's I, fair. I just wanted to return to this new this this duplicate Mickey and Friends this Mickey and Friends mm-hmm. uh, sequel lot real quick, which I'm very excited about this this new structure what a franchise to expand. Right. Um, 
I want to make a prediction, which is I don't think they're going to use the blank and friends designation for the name of this new lot. Right. Because I think it's going to be too confusing to guests. And I think because they have some other properties under their umbrella now, they're going to make use of that in their parking uh, nomenclature. And this will Mm -hmm. be the Avengers lot. Oh, level one oh, yeah. Thor, level two Black Widow, level three wow. Hulk, and so on. Wow. Yeah. Huh. This is, it just writes itself. Seven Perfect. levels, it's associated with their own Avengers member. I think that's a very good prediction, and it's very likely. I think there's also a chance that they go with Avatar, and it's Jake <laughs> Sully. Right. It's the Banshee. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Unobtainium for level three. Sure. It's so each, I think it could be each child, each, each of the child. 19 avatar children. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have friends who've, who've listened to the podcast regularly and they, they took some time to ask me, what is your guys deal with avatar? Do you like it? Do you not like <laughs> you failed to convey? Right, right. What is, sure. Talk sure. about it. Yeah, Apparently yeah. we've talked about it in like seven different episodes. I, you know, I just brought it up again. The, the, the Chronicles of Jake Sully and the Navi people. <laughs> here's here's what happened. And this is this should not be a thing we get into at the end of a podcast but I will get into it a little bit. What happens with me is I get fascinated by something that I think I don't like. Mm-hmm. And I, I obsess on it. I make a lot of jokes. I'm like very dry with it. And then after a while, I like it. It happened with Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. It happened with J- Duffy the Disney bear. Sure. From Tokyo <laughs> Disney Sea. And it's like I make enough jokes about something and then one day I wake up and I like it. So I guess mm-hmm. I like Avatar. Yeah. I guess I like it. But uh, I, I, it's fun to say the mighty Akron in like a very dry I, I think right we're referring way. to the fact that the, even though the, the, this is the highest grossing movie of all time or one of them, and there's these mega budget sequels that have been coming for a decade and there's a whole theme park about it now, that, that these things that nobody could just tell you the mighty Akron. You're, we're right, like, right. We had to like yeah. really hold on to that fact to even remember it. Right. Or that or that the thing is the Hallelujah Mountains. Like, no, right. like Quote the, a line from Avatar. It's not There isn't yeah. something that comes to right. the tip of your tongue. Right. Even though everyone's seen this movie. It's my feeling about the Star Wars prequels, which I know you guys have talked on Doughboys a ton about the Star Star Wars, but it's like the three movies are bad. There's so many bad choices, but I've seen them now so many times. I've made so many jokes. I like them. Yeah, I think I like them. I like them. Yeah, I like them. But I don't like them in this weird way that a lot of people are like, well, they're good. They're actually really good. Right. I mean, that's crazy, but I do like them. I like Dexter Jexter. I like Watto. I like the Pod Racers. I like, I know all the names. Sure. Team Topagales is a name I know <laughs> that most people don't know, and I. But I like him. I don't know much about him, but yeah. I like Team Topagales. What What is he with it? Keep it quick. But what is he? <laughs> he's a pod racer, right? Seconds, he's a pod he's racer. Pod racer. Oh, okay. Yeah, Great. he's one of the pod racers. Do you know the names of the the two headed the Greg Proops and the? Oh, I'm yeah, yeah. Everybody? What's that character's name? I can't think. Hmm. I don't remember. I did at one point. It's somebody in there is somewhere. shouting at the podcast. Right. I tune in and Weiger was on it and nobody <laughs> knew. <laughs> the one poll I have is Watt Tambor. Oh, yeah. Watt in, Tambor, sure. Two. Uh, Senator Lot Dodd is one of them. <laughs> is uh, that a nod Trent to Chris Dodd? <laughs> and yeah. Trent Lott. Oh, God. George Lucas took two, a Democrat senator, senator and a Republican senator. Two their lions last of the Senate. Ooh, Lot yuck. Dodd is, a, is a, one of the senators. I think he's a, like the same race as Newt Gunray. Yeah. Wall Street shill, Christopher Dodd. And, and, and racist. Oh, racist. Man, Trent <laughs> Neo-Confederate Lott. Trent Lott. Yep. Commemorated in a Star Wars film. Um, I, I, had, I looked this up while, a, a second ago while you were talking, Carlson, about Avatar, because this, this is a thing uh, that we saw. 
Tarouk the First Flight, the yes. Cirque du Soleil. We saw a Cirque uh, du Soleil show Avatar inspired show. by Avatar, we which spent, was pretty entertaining. And this is sickening to yeah. say how much money we spent. It was, on too, this. It was too much money. It was money. like hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> it was way too much money. I don't know what we were thinking. I, I good seats. Just yeah. they were good seats. Good okay. seats. They weren't mind blowing. They were good seats. Did you Staples Center the was stage? Did they bring you up and interact with you and bend you around or something? No, they didn't. No, yeah, not really. Oh. I mean, it was a pretty good show. It was just like it was gibberish. Like trying yeah. like the, the story of the Taruk, and because there's a narrator explaining everything that's happening, you're, you watch all of it. You're still not quite clear on what's right. going well, wait, on. Wait, explain where this lands in the in the world of Avatar, in the kingdom of Avatar. It's the uh, it's <laughs> it's it, it takes place on the Avatar planet. And it's just it's just a, a purely it's, Navi story. Yeah, thing, what is the is Taruk the Avatar planet? What's no, the, Taruk is the legendary uh, dr- wyvern yeah. that they have to fly. Yeah, but like Taruk is the I'm trying to remember because the banshee is in it, but Taruk is like a bigger version, right? Or yeah, he's like a giant dragon who's like a harbinger of of death. And and by the end of it, spoiler alert: the uh, young Navi who has yet uh, yet to prove himself <laughs> has. Uh, taken control of the mighty Taruk and he rides him into battle and he and earns the respect of his tribe. It's still a well, spoiler if you like stop paying attention during the spoiler. <laughs> if it, it instant erases itself. This is reminding me and Mike you may have been with me because this happened at Comic Con a few years ago but we came out of the place we were staying and maybe I was with someone else and uh, like a van pulled up and parked and um like a passenger van and a bunch of people got out half in Navi clothes and it oh, was yeah. the people who were going to be handing out flyers oh, <laughs> for the Cirque du Soleil Avatar wow. show and they just seemed miserable like they were all like had coffee cups and like half in their costumes half in their street clothes Jesus. and they're like all right, let's get ready for the day. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I found suits that the name of the brown with the Greg Broops character. I have no idea even how to pronounce this. Uh, food, food and bead. They were called, but collectively they're called food is in bead anodu. That's the name of the, Greg Proops, of the Greg Proops character in the prequels, who are the announcers. They're the, the two guys that are announcing that, the yeah, pod race. That's considered canon. Yes. Yeah. This wow. is yes. from okay. Oh, that's another. This that's is from the Wikipedia. Canon, the yeah. canon tab of Wikipedia, not under the Legends tab. Okay. Yeah. These are all. We're, this is like the, the. These references are like the last remaining cars at the end of the night in the Mickey and Friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a few weird strays <laughs> hanging around. And all guys <laughs> like us. <laughs> One of the thing I'll say this about Mickey and Friends real quick that I like. I and this sort of contradicts what I was saying before. I do like now that you can sort of see Star Wars land from the parking garage because mm. you can see how big it is, how expansive it is. When it, l- let me be clear, once it opens, I don't want to see it. I want it to be somehow oh, covered completely. Oh, but sure right now, lost, while it's yeah. under construction, I love and I make my girlfriend do it every time I go, let's go to a higher level so we can get a better view of it. And we go up the stairs and I take a look and I just like breathe it in for you know a couple minutes <laughs> and i and i i annoy her probably by saying i go i think that's where the queue is going to be for the millennium falcon ride and i think over there is where the the Toydarian toy shop will be like i've oh. done this with you a couple times but sometimes yeah. i'll be with my wife and i'll say well mike's not here so we don't have to go look at the star wars <laughs> construction <laughs> we, we could skip the stop this time uh, but it i admittedly it is very it's been good that's like the best vantage point to watch yes the growth of that thing which has been incredible over the last year 
So that's another good thing I like about Mickey and Friends. Right. Great views. Hey, great views of all the new landscaping they did at Frontierland. You know, all the placemaking mm. they did to blend the two uh, areas together. Oh, landscaping, placemaking, place city making. planning. Yeah. The, the old uh, Star Wars senators. Uh, We're hitting all your favorites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, what's interesting, also, they do a very good job, especially earlier in the day um, when you're coming into Disneyland, about having all those like people on, on staff directing you to spaces and telling you where to go i have come in later in the day and that's an interesting thing and a weird thing only annual pass holders do where you go i'm gonna go down at nine o'clock sure i'm gonna hit the park then and it's a little more lawless and it's a little interesting because at that point you can kind of go a little different routes there's you know you can you can sort of try to park closer and no one's telling you where to go Mm. so it's an interesting and it's 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 can be it can be very rewarding or it can be a big pain in the ass because you go all the way around the parking garage trying to find a close spot and there's right. nothing. And then you got to go all yeah. the way back. So it can, there can be big rewards, but you also, it can be very hard trying to find a spot at the end, of, especially when it's later in the night. That's what I like about the, at the end, that's, that's, that's an interesting thing to know about going later in the day if I, if I ever were to do that. But um, what I do like about it early on is that they're making those decisions for you. What can yes. be a stressful yeah. moment hunting for parking in a large cavernous structure ends up being something where you're just being guided directly uh, where to go. And all you have to do is follow the leader. I think it's interesting too. Like sometimes if you're, if they're directing you to the roof of the structure, that is a very good thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's very bad. Like mm-hmm. it seems like they load based on like whatever algorithm they had that tells them to load from the bottom up that day or top down that day or skip a level like whatever system they had for crowd projections or like how they should right. fill it out uh, the, uh, uh, I'd like to point out also that the, I agree that I think the, the <laughs> flow in the place is great and you rarely end up you don't really end up in a traffic jam at the end of the day which is sure. insane for Disneyland but uh, apparently when it was developed uh, um, uh, uh, Michael Eisner really specifically took credit for the the flow of it. He said mm. he like made a point of saying it's this new thing, speed parking, and I actually personally uh, figured out how it would. He did sort of oh, the Trumpian oh, taking credit, and apparently for the first couple months it did not work, and they had mm. to redraw it. Oh, interesting. So whatever Eisner did funny. or did not lay out uh, did not work as well as today. Well, when he's on the podcast, we'll get we'll give him yeah. a hard questioning about it. <laughs> Be an hour about just speed parking, parking contributions. Yeah. Uh, um, well, well, what do we think? Now, do yeah, we do, do the regular uh, uh, the the structure the uh, so so what we do obviously with uh, with the rides is mm-hmm. we say do we want to keep it as is do we want to plus it up or do we want to burn it down for insurance money so I'm thinking we do the same scale to do our same yeah. choices for sure. this uh, I have thoughts I'm sure you guys do too I'll uh, make sure that I do by the time your thoughts okay are great. Uh, Jason, do you want to start or do you want me? Oh, sure. No, I'll go ahead. Uh, I say uh, I do like this parking structure. I say plus it up, which they're obviously doing. They're building another parking structure. Sure. I think go even further because I I put a put a Montreal Cafe type restaurant oh, at one of these parking structures. Mm. I would love like if I want a quick bite to eat at the beginning or end of the day, that would be a, a real treat. Uh, right. I would like that a lot. What type of food? 
Oh, I, I would think you would want to go broad. I think you would want like either like some some maybe some simple ice cream selection, some sandwiches mm-hmm. or burgers, and like maybe personal pizzas. Like personal pizzas are always <laughs> agreeable. That seems excessive. <laughs> All of this personal I pizzas at the parking structure. I think that would be great. Right. Uh, I I think I uh, cheese or pepperoni, sir. Like something simple, something sure. simple where okay. they don't have to customize it too much. Rainforest right. Cafe burgers without the cafe. Yeah. yeah. Rainforest Mini. I, I think maybe you could. I, I you know I would say maybe like a coffee kiosk or just even just a guy oh, with coffee some frozen kiosk. lemonade or some waters could probably clean up there. So yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, especially on a hot day. Um, I I honestly am just going to vote for keep it as is. I think it's very okay. functional. I think it does its job. I think what you're talking about the exit also speaks to in the same way they have escalators going directly to the levels. They have a direct exit from each level that you could you could go in your car. You don't have to circle around um, and and let other cars merge in, which is pretty efficient. I, I think it works well. I think it's a, it's a model for what theme park parking structures should be, and I'm glad they're replicating it with a second one. Hmm. So, so yeah, I vote keep it as is. Okay. Wow. wow. That is a good answer. Uh, I have, uh, uh, I would say plus it up, and this is a silly idea, but if you can give me a little more Disney magic in the actual parking garage, <laughs> like, for instance, say you're walking down, and, like, maybe every 30th parking space they have like doc hudson from cars parked there oh that would be fun just something like that like just right. like a little you don't even have to notice it every time maybe yeah. there's only one of the disney's cars parked on a level each yeah. time and you gotta go find them or something which i guess now that i'm thinking about it means you're Sounds like Sounds incredibly a bunch dangerous. Of, bunch of kids <laughs> running around looking for lightning mcqueen right uh, might not be a good idea but i think it's fun i think it's good i think uh yeah you do just little things like that i don't want I will say this. When I was a kid, I always kind of wanted the characters to be working at the parks. Sure. So once in a while, Goofy's in the ticket booth when you drive up. You hand him your annual pass. He fumbles around with it, maybe hands you back a piece of bread or something from, I think, the bread he was eating. I don't know why he's eating bread in this scenario. But something like, I want a little more, if you give me a little more magic at the start. And then on the, as far as when you're taking the tram, Let's get that fence has got to go. That fence has got to be. I can't. I don't want to see through it. I want some. I don't want to see the big building. I want to be transported to a magical place. And I I would like a lot of theming to to happen on that little journey. So plus it up. Okay. Um, I I think uh, having the levels named after the characters is good. But I think that the the Disney lexicon is so deep at this point, especially with all of their recent mergers. What if every single parking space has its own <laughs> character that it's named after, and you start stretching, and it's every it's all 101 Dalmatians. Right. It's every 999 Happy Haunts. It's uh, uh you know uh, uh every uh, like every uh, every every extra in the Avengers. We're pointing like you have to like zoom in into like somebody getting blown up in some so you like zoom into like a little pixelated head every pod racer including team topagales every student is in there every every padawan every student from xavier's institute mm-hmm. oh right they're getting the x-men yeah so you i think can that's make great up specific characters mm-hmm. who are the only place that they are in canon is in 
these spaces. Ludwig von Drake's great nephew, that kind oh, of yeah, thing. Yeah. It can be yeah. a great source of future ideas. Uh, uh, p- characters from shows that were uh, greenlit to pilot by ABC and ultimately right. not picked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the character Dave Chappelle played on the show, uh, uh, oh, it wasn't called Friends. He and, he and Jim... Brewer were on a really like vaguely titled show. Maybe it may have been called Neighbors or something mm-hmm. like that. Get Jim Brewer the neighbor on one of those parking spaces. <laughs> That's great. It's so deep and it's a way to honor the vast uh, Disney, ABC, ESPN, ESPN anchors. That too. There you go. Wow, yeah. Um, uh, uh, who's that? Chris Berman is that mm-hmm. one of them? Yeah, yeah. There's Rich a Eisen. Ber- there's a Rich Eisen mm-hmm. space. Uh, uh, this this is fun. You get a there. You would. Be so bizarre if you got the same one twice. Right, make every uh, every every visit different. So there you oh, go. It's very exciting. Yeah, Plus I think that's a great idea. All right. So yeah, I think there's our uh, there's our <laughs> take on the Mickey and Friends parking strike. If you want a sequel, start demanding it now, and we're happy to do so. Yeah. Uh, uh, or, or maybe we wait until uh, until the Avengers lot is open. Yeah, and we I, cover yeah. that one. I think that's that's we've got our sequel already p- scheduled for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Much um, like Marvel itself, we've got it uh, penciled in for 2019 <laughs> whenever it opens up. One a year yeah. for the yeah. next <laughs> decade. Uh, um, hey, well, uh, while we're here, qu- let's do a quick thing at the end. Here's a segment that we uh, we've only done once before, and I don't remember how we did it before, but I believe it may have involved a scary whisper which mm. was confession land and what this segment is i was very committed to wasn't it uh what this segment is is we uh, uh, confess uh, uh, deeply held theme park world secrets things things that we believe that we think may be unpopular that we've been afraid to come out of the closet with but here we're in a safe space and we think you uh, we are with you listeners as well mm-hmm. so uh, uh we're going to share some unpopular theme park opinions sure uh, boy. Uh, mike would you like to go first sure i'll go first uh, I think this would get me tarred and feathered if I said it outside of the place that I'm going to talk about. Uh, Sleeping Beauty Castle, uh, uh, yeah, Sleeping Beauty Castle at Disneyland uh, is too small. <laughs> wow! And it's sacrilegious, I know, to say this because it was the first park. It's an icon of Disneyland. Uh, but what they're doing now in Hong Kong Disneyland is they're taking a very similar castle and they're plussing it up. They're making it bigger. They're making right. it a little more. Uh, 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 impressive Mm -hmm. let's do it here i don't know let's do it in disneyland i think you know i don't want it i don't want you to demolish it make a totally different looking castle but let's make some towers that are taller let's let's do something fun like let's we don't have to be uh uh uh, frozen in time you know we're taking this idea let's let's make it a little tall it doesn't have to be giant it doesn't have to be like the cinderella castle in florida i just think let's uh let's fuck around with it (laughs) sure yeah yeah i think that's fair um, oh, do, do we all? I, we, I don't know. Yeah, there's another. What's that everyone's feeling on that? Upsets me about that. I think it'd be a bummer to see it like closed for, uh, for That's a long true. time. Uh, and I don't like. I, there's been bad things messing with those castles, like when the Disney World one was a birthday cake. Well, Jason and I love the birthday. Yeah, we cake love castle. the birthday cake. <laughs> oh, there's the unpopular opinion. <laughs> Hate the birthday cake. Uh, I watch a lot of old Disney specials on YouTube and stuff, and I'm disappointed when it's a birthday cake one. Nick, do you know what that is? I don't want to look is? at that eyesore. No. What is it? Like the Cinderella Castle in Walt Disney World into a big pink birthday cake. What was the occasion? The 25th anniversary of Disney World. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. So this, well, this was, how recent was this? 
uh, would have been that would have been ninety six. Nineteen ninety six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that Disney World is that? Yeah, young? we're coming up yeah. on the fiftieth anniversary of Disney World. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh man, that is gaudy and tacky. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, little Jason right. and little Mike loved it. Yeah, loved I don't it. know. We I'm not on board. Hearts are melting away <laughs> like like that cake in the little, rain. Little Jason wow. was a chubby boy. I don't know little Michael's excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were imagining eating the castle? I was just yeah. I was just floating towards the castle off the ground. <laughs> Quick, the 25th anniversary is over. We need someone to eat the entire castle cake. <laughs> of a typical Jason dream. Can you do it, little boy? I, I will serve. <laughs> this is a little bit of a tangent, but on the Sleeping Beauty's castle uh, front, a few years ago I shot this commercial with a guy, um, with an actor, and an older actor, and he was telling me that his previous job, like he just worked a job as the major domo in character at Sleeping Beauty's castle... And and but the, for the occasion, the event it was was that Lars Ulrich, the drummer from Metallica, his uh, he had set it up where he was going to propose to his uh, his then his his girlfriend then fiance um, at Sleeping Beauty Castle, but have it be this big like in character thing. And it's just like I would like I would the the specific that it was a Lars Ulrich blew my mind because it was like the least wow. metal thing I could imagine. Yeah, because his girlfriend must have loved Disney. It right. must have been like she right. always wanted to be a princess or something like that. But just the fact that he was going to these lengths to to entertain wow. that this the, the the guy behind you know. Uh, Ride the lightning. That that was yeah. that was ultimately where his life ended up. But there was like a lineup of characters, and this guy was one of them. Yeah, the, he was he was like the uh, I, I don't major. I think it's like an attendant. Like 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 they had they were like in the carriage. Like they mm-hmm. rode the carriage up after hours okay. or something wow. like that. And he was like he was like 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 you know your, your highness or whatever. Just sort of doted on them. And then he had a proposal to her at the storybook castle at mm-hmm. Disneyland. It's very very bizarre. Wow, I have been thrown because Major Domo is a character. Yes, that's what I Captain EO, and I thought he was playing. I, oh, you said okay. that, and I pointed at Scott like, "Oh, oh. my God, what?" <laughs> Somebody Captain EO. Yeah, because I was starting to do the math of, wait, is Lars Ulrich a big Captain EO? <laughs> I mean, that would have been him? awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think this was, I think this is a character in, I think this has some sort of royal, it's like a royal title of some sort, oh, okay. like a royal oh. attendant. I see. Yeah, we don't know the real title. We just know that's a character in that stupid <laughs> movie we like from Disneyland. The primary thing. Uh, uh, wow, okay. Well, yeah. um, I don't know. Not a big disagreement there. Just yeah. don't make it a cake. That's, uh, that's All right. Yeah, don't, All ca- right. don't turn it into a cake. I'll be honest, wouldn't mind if it was a cake. Mm. <laughs> but okay all right uh, uh jason i'll go okay uh uh nick i was thinking about you being on the show you host a very popular food podcast and uh this actually came up in conversation uh you know how many bars and and places there are to get a drink at disneyland and california adventure and uh i like those places sure. and always had good uh food and drinks and good service but like we're talking about the tram ride uh, getting you into the park, I think Disney's got to totally revamp how they get people in and out of those bars. Because some of these places, they run like any bar in LA, where you just, if it's too crowded, you just show up and wait until a seat opens up. Or like the Cove Bar at California Adventure, uh, which is currently closed, it's being redone. Uh, just has like a queue. It just has a line, like a ride, and and a, like a line people wait in until a table opens up, and that's fine if I'm going yeah. to 
Jay's Bar in Silver Lake, California, or Maeve's Residuals on Ventura Beautiful Boulevard <laughs> in beautiful Studio City, California. But I expect a little more uh, panache from Disneyland. Like there are like tiny restaurants that that that, that will text you when your table is ready. And I yeah, I think Disney needs to Mitchell. yeah buzzers. This so. In the world of these magic bands that get you onto the rides way in advance, how is there not a better system to get Especially people Especially in a bar? place like... Sorry, what were we going to say? I was going to say, this doesn't sound like a confession you're making. This just sounds like a good idea yeah, everyone would agree fair. with. I just think I think it's a it's it's a hole. It's it's a source. Especially like Trader Sam's. Like but it's one not... Of my I'm saying this is not a controversial opinion to have. It's a mess. This is just a uh, good idea you yeah. have. Who okay. would be mad? Who would I don't be know. Mad about I was this? having trouble coming up with one. I think they need think to make the bar is a little better in sure. terms of getting you in there and i'm surprised they haven't done it so far mm-hmm. uh, this isn't good idea land we like your idea but i'm coming in soft because i i the first time we did this i said uh, sometimes i miss the original california adventure and everyone oh, yeah. was that like was you're a monster Insane. that was crazy yeah. <laughs> all right uh, um, but that was not see now that you could just walk up to stuff because there were no lines right sure <laughs> look at the, I want I a little of that ease no back. one was queued up to do the tour of the mission tortilla factory because <laughs> yeah I was the king no of that place shit. that's what I would do where I would just go and get it again <laughs> like a water slide yeah, yeah. yeah just loop sure. around with tortillas uh, mine's a little more Disney uh, uh, classicist and I'm, I'm, I don't know if uh, I don't know if, how you guys will feel I uh, I don't like the Dole Whips. Oh, oh come on. Boy. We, we wow. This. I had my first uh, uh, Dole yeah, Whip yeah. With, with you and Lindsay, and I, no, I I, I didn't dig it. And maybe I need wow. to do it again. Maybe I need huh. to remind myself, but I don't know. I found it to be sort of like weird and watery and chintzy, and after all the buildup, I just didn't, it was not the like uh, grand, perfectly crafted, magical dessert that I might have imagined. I find it like that, the, the sort of syrupy, watery thing that the McDonald's soft serve comes in. It feels like like what like canned peaches sit in. It's like just the goo. Uh, uh, <laughs> it feels very, I don't know, it feels Did very you- canned food. I, I think if you... Like I think if you crunch the number, they charge like like four fifty for that thing. I think production costs of each Dole Whip have got to be seven cents, no more. Yeah, it's uh, pure um, profit, right? Uh, you got um, the float or the regular one? Just the regular I think one? The regular one. Okay, yeah. I think that's right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. All right, uh, but you you responded sharply to that. Yeah, I mean those are. I love the Dole Whip. That mm. for me, that's a light. When I go to Disneyland, that's a sweet treat. I've got my eye on, and then right. I, I gotta mm. I gotta try that at some point when I'm over in Adventureland. I'm I'm turning off Twitter notifications the day this comes out. <laughs> Be- Scott's about to get his ass ripped out. <laughs> yeah. Everyone ends up just being mad at Sheridan for proposing having a more a sensible, sensible cue <laughs> at bars. We like waiting. Bullshit. Bars? We like we the chaos. <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, do yeah. you know if you get a Dole Whip at the Disneyland Hotel, you can pay an extra markup and they'll pour a shot of rum on it for you? Whoa. Yeah. yeah okay. That? I'm just, into that. Yeah, you could, so you can go play Bloody Mortal Kombat and get hammered <laughs> on rum Dole Whip. Wh- which, which bar is this in the... 
It's like the coffee house. Oh, the coffee it's, house. It's, okay. it's uh, like, yeah, just a quick little window oh, at man. the Disneyland yeah, Hotel. Yeah, you got to come down with, you got to roll with us down there to <laughs> yeah, get some I of want, these yeah. hacks, you know? <laughs> I 100% because the, the idea of making that boozy, I think that's the only way you can improve that thing. That yeah, yeah. Give, it, give it another shot, Scott. I, it I, is. I probably should. You know what else? I think I think that the, the, like, the weight is so crazy and the fact that there is such, look, that is a congested area already right. in Adventureland. Like to me, when I hit, when I'm heading into Adventureland, trying to get an Indiana Jones fast pass or something, and it is just packed to the brim with strollers, and then you run into that line that is super long, and that bathroom is really crowded. That's the exact zone where I think, oh, maybe we shouldn't have come today. <laughs> like if the park is really crazy. Sure. So I think I'm associating it also with the with the crowd yeah. thing, and and maybe just overhype. I think it yeah. was presented as you know they have these uh, these these pineapple things, but uh, uh, I don't know. It's like. Uh, I, th- I think Disneyland has like incredible uh, restaurants at this point. I really like Napa Rose. I really like Carthay Circle. So if you see a list that's like, but the number one is still the soft serve. I just don't. I think it's a little over built up. Right. That's my yeah. Well, that's yeah. Fair. It's not transcendent, but it's. It, it's I, I it's think good. it's. It's it a very taste, specific treat. As an adult, I notice the artificial taste now. Right. But then after a while, you go, well, the artificial taste is good. Right. And then it just whatever but takes over. But that's, you're also, you you love the sugary bullshit. Oh, yeah. Though. I this am a sugary. <laughs> yes, I have. When we were, somebody asked just on Twitter what our favorite beer at Epcot was. And I drank no beer in Epcot. I just drank colorful drinks that look like those Vegas, those slushy Vegas booze drinks. <laughs> So like it would be like the rising sun in Japan, and it was just like a red <laughs> cherry drink that you would get. Like it's just a slushy with uh, with a little booze in it. So yeah, no, I like uh, artificial bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Um, my turn. Yeah. Okay. All right. I got. I got. I got two. I'll, I'll give the first one quick because I don't think it's going to be as controversial. Though some people might be upset. Another food one. Uh, big turkey legs. Take a hike. I don't like no big turkey legs. Oh, I think, they, I think they're gross, and yeah. I think they're. Uh, I, I feel like you're gonna get sick when you eat them, and I feel like I don't like wa- like it, it feels perverse to see these people just walking around these big hunks mm-hmm. of meat, like these kids with these giant hunks of meat, these that are as big as their thighs, and then as you bite into it, it's like there's like mid rare turkey, like just a little bit. And it, like it's, they're never thoroughly cooked, and it's just got to be the cheapest meat. Like what you're talking about with the the markup for the Dole Whip, I think it's the same sort of thing. I think they're getting those things for, for like ten cents a pound, and and they're selling them for 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 a huge markup, and and it's pure profit. But I think they're disgusting. You see some weird colors in those things. You, you really see some do. Like bizarre yeah. pinks and purples right. that are very unsettling. Yeah, it, it's like it's it's like Subway meat, but it's like on right. on a bone. It's really <laughs> gross. It's really low grade meat. Uh, Jason's been. Oddly quiet during this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've put away some big turkey legs in my time. I think, I mean, some of Jason those colors the are part of, of, a, the... of a cartoon bear. <laughs> <laughs> Castle cake, giant turkey legs. Uh, I think we, I think people forget they're meant to be shared in terms of the size. <laughs> wow. Some of that coloring. How often though are you sharing it? Right. I don't get it that much. I mean, I, I think it's, it's not one of my go-tos anymore. But at a certain point, it was. Oh yeah, around eleven or twelve. Yeah, I put one of those babies away. <laughs> I think I think I they're would, I think they're for kids, but also but maybe kids shouldn't yeah. be eating them. I would pay a hundred dollars for a photo of you at eleven with a giant turkey leg. <laughs> we'll have to go through the archives and see if we can find that. <laughs> I can't see Jason behind the turkey. <laughs> uh, I I've never had one. 
Yeah, I, Never I don't had one. Oh. I haven't either. I don't think. No. I think a turkey yeah. leg can be good if you get like the the leg at a Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Like that can be you know if you get a well a well cooked turkey. But I just, the theme park varietal I, I would stay away from. But I, he, yeah, go yes. for it. I was just gonna say I think this is not that controversial here, but I do think like that is a big thing with a lot of people. There's a shirt. There's a new shirt. I just saw that it's like turkey. It says turkey leg and you can get it at Disney now. So it's so popular oh, wow. that oh, they isn't it listed on the, in the thing where you'll list like the, all the Jackson five, it, like Michael and Tito and Jermaine. Yeah. Like the, oh, maybe like that too. Yeah. Like that, churro uh, and oh, turkey sure. leg as well. Think, yeah. There might be yeah, multiple shirts they're, referencing they're putting turkey it leg. with like churro and Mickey ice cream bar. And Mickey yeah. Bignet so, so as like a thing as a much as food. we don't care. I do think that like it pulled well enough in like surveys right. of like, would you, wear a shirt that uh, proudly talked about eating a giant turkey leg and people like yeah i'm sure there are people who love it i I do remember on a a fairly recent visit to disneyland i saw like a like a 30 something dude wearing like a nightmare before christmas hoodie and then a a jack sparrow like mickey hat with like the dreadlocks Uh and then carrying a big turkey leg and he was having more fun than i'd ever had at disney yeah like pig and shit (laughs) right right yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, but but so that's that's my one opinion but my other one that i think will be a lot more controversial and i I think will, will may even make me a pariah uh, to the listeners' Uh-oh. podcast. Oh Not into fireworks. Oh, huh. I think they're. I think they create a. Uh, they create bottlenecks throughout the park because people are craning their their heads up, their necks up to look at at, at to gawk it at things, or maybe if they don't have an ideal angle. In addition to all the people just just staking out various places to sit and stand and watch it, I, I don't like that. There's like they, they they've created that as a profit center for the park that like you can buy like a, a good seats to watch like the world of color or you can buy like a little picnic basket to watch it. I, so, I, yeah. I, I to me it's like that's that's not what's fun about a theme park is is finding some place to sit and and look at something. I just like I want to like go on attractions and, and I don't like that it's it's positioned as this big thing at the end of the day and and I think it 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 just kind of. It, to me, it disrupts the park way too much. The the, mm. the fact that this the, that this event exists. So just to be clear, when you yeah. say fireworks, uh, World of Showcase or World of Showcase, World of Color. Jesus Christ, we've been recording for what feels like four hours now, <laughs> talking about the parking yeah. garage. Uh, I've, uh, I've, I've supplied you guys the, with your longest, <laughs> dullest episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, world, yeah. So uh, World of Color does not have. Does it have fireworks? Like you're saying, any no, sort of it's, show, it's outdoor meant as show, like a fireworks sort of thing. No, no, I know. I'm just saying. So though. you said you didn't like fireworks. I'm just your your blanket saying sort of any of the live shows and like Fantasmic yeah. doesn't really have fireworks, but it has like pyro effects. I may I may, it may have been conflating them all under the, the okay. sort of the sort of nighttime nighttime events, spectaculars. The, they yeah, would call I think them. I think that the whole nighttime spectacular thing I'm not really into. I understand they're for families. I understand they're for kids, but I just see so much of the park getting roped off when they're yes. going to happen, and I and I. Just just feel like there's such a disruption and uh, and i like i'd like to i'm fine with stumbling upon them like i'm fine if fireworks are just happening Mm -hmm. but i'd like it being a big to do i'm just not into it Hmm. i'll say my one in 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 when we did this before was like just shows and parades yeah general and i i forget if i threw fireworks into there but i yeah I, i definitely agree but i you know what i'm glad they yeah, the bad thing is that they create bottlenecks and bad crowd flow. Good thing is it eats up a lot of people, and that's a good time to hit rides. Right, you can get get on Space Mountain. Sure. Uh, yeah, if you plan quickly. accordingly, last time we were there, we were, I don't know what, I fell asleep at the wheel as far as planning, but we kept running into shows and parades, and it was very frustrating. So I get that yeah. concern. But I will say, if the show or parade is right, 
the Disney magic. I mean, if we saw the Main Street Electrical Parade when it came back, tremendous. I mean, it's so yeah. great yeah, to yeah. see that. There's a certain I don't forget what the fireworks show is now. Um, but there is one that there's one that was like during the 60th celebrated like all the movies and that one's like fine but then there's one that like is just about the theme parks so like sitting with everybody watching fireworks but then playing like Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean and then like having these new projections they have on the castle I mean it's a it's a magical time come on it's yeah. so good selling us yeah. this like an uncle guilting us <laughs> you guys i like phantasmic it... but then that takes the boats out of commission for the night and ride in the march Twain around at night <laughs> it, 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 it is delightful and that's i think that's a missed opportunity for that giant body of water at california adventure they never put any boats on that add some real kinetic mm. energy to that part of the hey, park maybe that's a good time. idea yeah yeah um, and you don't like the Mark Twain repurposed when all the characters are on it later, too, because that takes you out of the illusion that it's just from the turn of the century. Yeah, I think it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> I think they're having a little too much fun for we've, my taste. We've Put the streamers down, guys. We've talked about it, I think, uh, before on the show, but Jason has a certificate because he drove the Mark Twain Oh, once. yeah, I got he, to captain, captain the Mark Twain the, one time. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. On his birthday. It was and great. We're talking it was my three birthday. years ago. Yeah. We're not talking <laughs> yeah. when you were a child. Yeah. <laughs> You just like you weren't really. You want to talk it. about a pig and shit? <laughs> <laughs> Turkey leg in one hand. Oh yeah, I got to sign a guest book. There's a guest book up there. Oh man, yeah. How about yeah. that? That's pretty great. Only way to improve it is if the Mark Twain was made of cake. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to drive it and eat it when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> that is going 100. You're his dream tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. When he falls asleep. I don't think we're at the point where we have listeners who would do fan art yet. I don't think anybody's that committed. Or I has think the free time you calling I, for it right calling the shot now this, somebody will drive and ask for this i want uh, artwork of jason driving the cake mark twain <laughs> uh, this is my first request to the audience if there is one uh, uh maybe a bit ambitious to start with i'll say uh, if you want to put in all of the phantasmic characters also on the boat <laughs> no that's, uh, no i'm not having that <laughs> oh wait yeah that, wait that's against all right screw yeah. that all right it'll add time anyway have you listened to nothing <laughs> <laughs> do you understand my whims or not <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. F- fan art, it's time. I'm calling for... I like the, the, this part that of shot. the podcast arc where it doesn't like naturally happen. Oh, right. somebody did a drawing of me. I'm like, it yeah. starts now. Here's what it is. Get to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's good. I think that's... We, that we haven't been aggressive about anything else in our lives. <laughs> and this time... Now it's time for that. Now I it's time to demand things. Jason, damn it. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, on that note, Nick Wagger, you survived podcast The Ride. Uh, thank you so so much for being here it was a blast thanks yeah, for, thank for you so much. Yeah. three and a half hours of fun uh, an avatar uh, land uh, waits worth of, uh, uh, any, anything you'd like to plug or direct people to uh, while you're if they made it hey you know check out Doughboys the podcast is about chain restaurants uh, we have new episodes every Thursday I host it with uh, my friend and previous guest of podcast of the ride Mike Mitchell so uh, give that a listen if you, if you like t- uh, hearing two men talk about food uh, I had a very funny realization earlier, which is if people listen to this but have not listened to Doughboys yet, they will spend a few minutes at the top of the show going, who is this guy Mitch they're really <laughs> ragging on? Right. <laughs> the assumption that we know all his opinions. At the same yeah. time, I, I guess he it, was on our show. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, but, true. Yeah. But I also find it, I, I feel like probably a ton of our audience has to be Doughboys uh, fans already and and, uh, and and rightfully so. And thanks for, uh, uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for doing a little merger here. And, of course. Uh, 
course. Uh, yeah. My pleasure. It was a blast. Uh, hey, you can uh, uh, please uh, uh, rate us and, and subscribe on iTunes and give us comments and reviews yeah. at Podcast The Ride on Twitter and Instagram. Any, anything else for this? And, and uh, uh, let's get that fan let's art. Let's get going. the fan art. I mean, if we could have <laughs> multiple people doing different art from different perspective, like everyone can bring their own art style to it, I think that would be mm-hmm. great. Maybe there's a way to split up where somebody does uh, just like the black and white and somebody else fills in the color. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, there's a way to ease the burden, I think. I'll also throw this in uh, cotton candy smoke poofs coming oh, out yeah. of the boat. Oh, and, okay. Uh, also, can we have on the dock... Uh, waiting for the boat's arrival, a Scott Gardner enjoying a Dole Whip. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Um, <laughs> the thought bubble. I was wrong. Um, I'm eating this and my own shit. And uh, meanwhile, there is on uh, in a canoe is Mike Carlson with the thought bubble uh, imagining the old cake castle that he missed so much. This is getting very elaborate. <laughs> It'll be worth it when someone delivers. We're going to need to pay a commission soon enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. we'll talk payment later uh yeah uh, no i i don't know we said all the things so yeah just hey thanks for listening hey it goodbye was great. next time